Welcome to the Chompcast, the official video game podcast of Sorechomp. We may not be at the forefront of gaming news or bringing you the most explosive of opinions regarding brand new games every week, but we are a collective of people who are passionate about gaming and aim to cultivate a community that feels as if they can engage with like-minded people. You know, we've been around the block for quite some time. We've seen many trends come and go in the gaming industry. We have seen the gaming community at large embody rage at an issue, only to forget about it a week later. We have seen trends that promise to change the gaming industry, only for them to fizzle out. Another one of those issues has popped up this week. Advertising in gaming. It's not a brand new issue, but both Sony and Microsoft have announced that advertising would be coming to certain games later this year. So we are going to discuss that, and after our discussion, we will be reading the comments that you left on the Swordchomp Instagram. We will also be discussing the games that we played this week, such as Kirby, Triangle Strategy, and don't worry, this is the last week I will be discussing it, I promise, and Final Fantasy XIV. We will round out the show by reading and reflecting on the results of the social media polls that you, the Chompers, voted on. Now, before we get into the intros, I just wanted to let you all know, as a quick reminder, that Rich will not be joining us this week as he is attending PAX East with Ray. So, let me introduce you to the fine human being who will be joining me today. He once held a press conference to voice his disdain for the amount of ads that we are all subjected to on a daily basis. He had worked out a deal with the local channel to air an abridged 15-minute version of the conference, highlighting the key points and a smattering of locals asking questions while voicing their own concerns. He discovered that upon airing... Excuse me. He discovered that upon air... The... He discovered that upon the airing of the conference that 10 of the 15 minutes were commercial breaks regarding Metamucil, mesothelioma claims, and modafinil. He was so enraged, I think it's modafinil, but it doesn't matter. He was so enraged that he went into a fabric shop and bought supplies. After working tirelessly into the late hours of the night, he drove to the station. The next morning, the local TV station staff drove up to see a large sheet nailed to the side of the building with a monogram of a circle A on it in bright red. Please welcome to the show, Josh Fowler. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? This was years before anyone really knew what the Avengers were, so <laughs> they were very confused. That's not what I was going for. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. How you doing this week, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. I am tired. I've had... Uh, we had sur- surprise visitors this week. Um, mm. People just call us and tell us, hey, we're going to be there tomorrow. Um, why, why would the Avengers do that? I mean, that's kind of their thing. I mean, I'm surprised they even called you, I guess, I mean, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them are better at, at scheduling than others. Um, Who do you think would be the scheduler of the Avengers? 
would it be uh I always forget his name. Was it uh the Hulk his, his non-Hulk form? What's that guy's name? Uh I want to say is Bruce. Is it Bruce? Is it Bruce? I can't remember his first name. It's Dr. Banner, but Bruce sounds Bruce too Banner. on Bruce the Banner. nose. It but is Bruce I, Banner. It's a comic book, so I'm sure two on the nose is exactly on the nose. Um Yeah, it's Bruce Banner. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's okay, so since since we're going with that bit, if you could have one power and join the Avengers, what would you want your power to be? Ooh. Some of them, especially, especially on the DC side, some of those powers are literally just, like, between, I don't know. I was going to say more on the DC side, but all of them, all of them have basically kind of given up all pretense and like like oh no it's it's you know it's just magic it's magic on both sides all the superpowers yeah. just boil down to magic at this point um, yeah pretty much what, what kind of but, magic uh, would you want to wield um in the avengers josh hmm i mean i can i can go first i would like the ability to um just alter people's anatomy so, like, for example, we have lawmakers making ridiculous laws about women's bodies. Well, then I can blow up their genitalia. Why not? Just, like, blow it up. Or, like, make it so... Oh, I thought you had a transformation I... kink. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's actually what I was going to go for, but that, for a completely different reason. That would be my superhero name, kink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, or just horribly like disfigure their the wear whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that, or you know, if you have somebody who's like bragging about their IQ and is a total jerk to people, then they suddenly wake up one day and they have an IQ of like a car battery. I don't know. Mm. I I think that would be fun to be able to. I, I think that's probably too powerful. Maybe I would have to have a cap on it. Like, I can only do it, like, twice a day. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to have D&D rules there or something. So, yeah. Too powerful. I'd be too yeah. powerful if I could alter people's anatomy. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just, like, automatically kill somebody, but maim them, disfigure them. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations, want, want, you're now want, a blobfish. I, <laughs> turn their face into a blobfish? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, like... And they still get to live. Like, exactly. I don't want the power exactly. to be able to kill Just, somebody. Just, you know, I, at the bottom of the ocean where we don't have to deal with them. Oh, man. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be real great, man. Uh, oh, yeah, what about your power? Goodness. Um, hmm. I mean, I, I, I guess if we're just going with my you know, pathetic millennial ambitions at this point, the, you know, the superpower I dream of having anytime I've, you know, dreaming or whatever, yeah. um, is, is flight, but, you know, swimming very, very slowly as, a, as if the air was just, you know, barely thick enough to, to get the job done. Mm. Um, just, you know, just, not so much flight as as failing to fall, um, 
type yeah. uh, type of a situation there. Like you're you're able to observe the hellscape that is Earth, and you're like, no, not my problem. I'm in yep. I'm in in the sky right now, and I'm not coming down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could sustain yourself. You could yeah. hunt birds up there. Exactly. Exactly. You and you and a bald eagle have a rivalry. Mm-hmm. As you both pick off lesser birds. <laughs> The rivalry of the century, Josh versus a bald eagle. Mm-hmm. Read about that in the next comic book. Yep. Why doesn't this guy ever leave the fucking sky in these comic book pages? Would you? It's a bird. It's a. No, it's just some guy. <laughs> it's some guy just chilling up there. Yeah. <laughs> Something that we all wish we could do. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, if we had that ability as humans, how many people would just. Like, of course, we, we have all our other abilities now. You know, we're bipedal, we can swim decently well, quote-unquote, but we're also able to just kind of, like, float in the sky. Mm-hmm. We have, like, minimal movement, kind of similar to swimming comparatively, but yeah. it can still exist up there. How many people would just, like, exist up there and be like, I'm not coming down? Fuck that. Yeah, the o- only downside to this is, again, off of, after this week... Just since we had people coming into town and whatnot, we mm. trying to find stuff to do with people around here. So I ended up doing a lot of hiking over the weekend and went with some friends to the uh, the nature center um, nearby. And I ended up getting just my giant forehead so sunburned this week. And uh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Now it now it's all peeling and. It's like right along the hairline, you know, that that sort of stuff where you can't even like peel it out because you peel it out and it's just completely wedged into your hair. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So you've got, you know, just gigantic chunks that look like dandruff or whatever. Maybe maybe that's your superpower, yeah. the ability to just instantly remove sunburns so you don't have mm. to deal with the peeling of a sunburn. Yeah. That's a very uh, actually that I guess yeah. that would fall under my superpower, wouldn't it? I mean, it's kind of on there. It seems like a given. You have the option to turn someone into a blobfish or cure cancer. Maybe kind of you know. Well, I get t- like taking, I can't, taking I can't a, cure you know, cancer. I just I stop the peeling. I stop the peeling, mm. or I I I perpetuate the peeling. Exactly. You know, like they have that like that nose flake, and I'm like. You're going to have that for another three months because I fucking, yep. you're a piece of shit. Like mm-hmm. you robbed that old lady. Your nose is going to peel for three months. Yep. yep. I, think, I think that's fair, right? <laughs> you take some old lady's purse, you have to deal with a nose peeling oh, for yeah. like six months. I think that's fair. It's, it's kind of like, ugh. Imagine like the amount that would just build up and build. Ah, uh, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I think that's a good punishment, but um let's actually talk about what we're supposed to talk about now. <laughs> that's enough of that. Uh I'm Shay calling in from Japan. Uh, I'll be your host for today. Josh, I put this put this story in our WhatsApp, but I wanted to tell it to you again really quickly because I like this happened I, I think four days ago, and I'm still thinking about it. And I, I kinda wanted to like have your live opinion of this. So um, I started teaching at my new, uh, my new job, my new school, new program, new everything. And 
we're doing this pair activity where students have to stand up, find find a friend, and then basically do the target language of the class, right? And I was in one of my higher level classes. I have three of them this year that are higher level. Now, all the students stand up, and unfortunately and inadvertently, there are some shyer kids that struggle with doing that. Um, it happens in every single class. Yeah. <clears throat> Part of my job is to kind of help facilitate that. But at this being the very first lesson that I'm teaching to the students this year, I kind of wanted to take a back seat and just observe, get the general feel of the class. Yeah. Who, who struggles, who doesn't. <clears throat> so there was a very shy boy and a very shy girl. The girl had a little bit more success at talking with people, but the boy had next to no success. A few boys came up and talked to him, but he just was super shy, and he kind of just would wander around in this like two-desk rectangular pattern. Anyways, so the girl doesn't have a partner, and the boy doesn't have a partner, and they both kind of recognize that fact. And I, I watch this. I'm, 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 I'm like five or six desks away, kind of just observing this, like pretty intense, intent. Like I, I was pretty attentive to observing this, but I didn't want it to seem as if I was. So I was kind of like glancing out of the corner of my eye, slash looking for a few seconds. But then I, when they got close to each other, I was like, yes, yes, they're gonna talk to each other. I don't have to facilitate this. They can do it. And they literally, so they looked down at each other's like leg slash feet area because they're too shy to make eye contact with each other they walk around 360 degrees of each other <laughs> staring at each other's feet kind of <laughs> and it was like slow it wasn't uh, like a like a quick walk it was like slow like like as if two apex predators in the jungle mm-hmm. were about to fight each other kind of slow walk yeah and then the boy just kind of walks off like trails off and then the girl kind of just trails off too and then the girl just like has this confused look on her face like what the fuck just happened (laughs) and i burst out laughing (laughs) and the girl immediately noticed i was laughing and i was like oh god i'm a terrible human being for this but in the five plus years i'm teaching i've been teaching i've never seen that i've never seen two students like we're gonna talk no we're not gonna talk and oh my god it was just like i wish i would have been filming that because to see them <laughs> circle each other like that i was like and and the lioness circles the other lioness. <laughs> i wish i could do david attenborough's voice but uh mm-hmm. dude it was it was so funny and i'm still i've still been thinking about it four days later how that's one of the funniest things i think i've seen in teaching in my life oh. but like what do you think happened there? Just decided it wasn't worth it. <laughs> you think one of them was like, ah, oh, this person smells mm-hmm. or like. Maybe, maybe there was this like magnetic attraction there and they're like, oh, if we team up, the world will explode. Yeah. Our they forces. Both, uh, stand up thinking, you know. Well, it's got to get done and circle each other, contemplating <laughs> what it, how it will reflect on their grade if they just sit back down. <laughs> right? Yeah. I like to think it's like there's deeper, impl- deeper implications there that like 
that area where they circled in like three trillion years because of that circle that they did. It'll create a black hole mm -hmm. and um, it will destroy this part of the universe. Yep. Yep. It's good like, to know you were there I, I, at the I start. Of, yeah. They, they've started something that they have no idea that they've started and <laughs> they'll never know about. You know, I like to think about it in like those terms as yeah. in uh ridiculousness in terms of the the absurd but no um we're not here to discuss uh superheroes or black holes unfortunately we're here to discuss video games so uh let's get on that then let's let's do our job josh mm -hmm. as as it may be so uh microsoft earlier this week announced that they're going to be integrating ads into their games. And specifically, they're going to be looking at doing it with their free-to-play games. And Sony, a few days later, decided to say, yeah, we're going to be doing the same thing. And it's rumored to be released at the fall to winter time of this year is when those are going to be released, or they're going to be put out into the wild. Now, this isn't the first case of there being ads in games. Uh, you can look at Alan Wake. With the uh, was it Energizer? Was that the the ad that they had? It in was that game? Energizer was it... and Thermos. I'm trying to remember if they. Mm. Had, I think they had a couple others as well. Right, but like those, the Energizer was the big one because that was like the main collectible, not collectible, but like your your ammo resource. Mm. The batteries for your flashlight. Um. Right, and it, it's not it's not the first example of that obviously there have been others I, I believe we've seen ads like uh what was it Mo monster and uh death stranding was one yeah. that we yeah the we monster saw. and uh trying to think if there's any others that were advertisements or if they're just in the game um because mm. there's there's so many actual products in that game and uh the monster was just like a brand deal which is why it was cut for like the director's cut stuff, um, right? Later on, or or whatever, or it was the PC version. No, mm. I can't remember exactly when they cut it. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, like the 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 sort of uh, product placement style advertisement was something we saw experimented with quite a lot. Um, mm. Like it seemed like it was going away and then didn't quite die. Um right. with stuff like, you know, Final Fantasy fifteen and um I, I think it's kinda turn turned around with uh, the success of Fortnite. Uh the idea of like if we're gonna put everything we possibly can into this game. Uh, right. type of a type of a model. Um yeah, and I I definitely think that that's that's um like kind of where we're headed to. The, like some some of the examples that I'm I'm able to pull up have mainly been like sports games, you know, like or sport adjacent games. Mm -hmm. So you look at like oh NBA, yeah yeah the ones with like and the... they're they're advertising like Nike yep. and yeah yeah Adidas no or... a lot of uh, the sports games have had I mean just like in, in actual sports with you know advertisements around the field or the court or whatever mm. um or yeah, licensed I mean, jerseys and stuff the, exactly 
And like that's that's a big part of it. This is one I completely forgot about, Josh. So I'm gonna list some games and see if you can guess which advertisement was in all of these games. Guitar Hero 3, Madden NFL 09, NBA Live 08, Burnout Paradise, NASCAR 09, and Need for Speed Carbon. They all had one ad in common. If you can tell me what that is, I will buy you, um, I don't know, Triangle Strategy or something like that. If you can get it. I don't think you will, but... I'm trying to think what they've got in common. I've not played a lot of the sports games, so that one's kind of a, you know... Same. But it's like, let, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a, like a really big hint. It's not a product. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I feel like I should know this. I've played so much Guitar Hero. But right. there was more than just the one thing in there. Like they had mm. a bunch of licensed guitars and stuff like that. Um, right. That yeah. I'm, and by the way, this is completely unscripted. This is, Josh did yeah. not know this was happening. I didn't know to think this was what happening. Was, what was it? Oh, wow. Goodness, what was in all of them? It was like a TV channel, wasn't it? Or you're, I, I'd say you're a little bit on the right path, about like five percent on the right path. I will, I will forego the giving you an item, but I will give you a much bigger hint. Think about the year and think about what. Think about less about, like, think on a bigger scale. Like, what, what would be advertised at that time, 2008, on a bigger scale? Think, think, uh, um, think politics. 2008. I have no idea. Obama's election campaign was advertised in all of those games. I, yeah, exactly. Your face is exactly what I my face was. Was it? Which or is, was it like people referencing it? Because I, I No, feel there like, were billboards. Okay. Oh, that's yeah, right. I, the billboards and that's that's right. Cause I know I remember oh my goodness, that, that slogan was so over the top and you know A iconic, but B also fairly cheesy. That, yeah. I got referenced a ton, so I was, but no, that's, I completely forgot about that. I forgot about that too. That's, that's a lifetime ago, man. Yeah. I figured it was like, you know, the WB or something. Um, (laughs) that stupid fucking frog. Yeah. (laughs) No, uh, it was Obama's campaign. So, I mean, the point of this being simply that advertisements in games have been there for quite some time. And granted, they've largely been localized to sports and sport-adjacent games. Well, now we're going to be seeing that slightly go into some of the other money-making areas. So we're going to see probably a lot of battle royales, like Josh had mentioned. Fortnite uh, is definitely going to be one of the ones that has already gotten some in-game ads, but is going to get even more now. Um, They've they've had... um, many kinds of ads they've had ads for their music concerts that are happening in the game they've had ads for stuff like uh uh jordan uh yeah. nike jordan um brand stuff 
they, they've had ads in there, but it's it's sounding like it's going to be a lot more common uh, in in these free to play yeah. games. So it's not just going to be Fortnite; it's going to be other games as well. Um, so I kind of wanted to discuss it from multiple angles because, like, the first and foremost one is just like our impressions of that news itself, and then I also think that it's interesting to kind of discuss future implications of that right um because yeah, that's yeah. that's something that a lot of people are fearful right now is like what that means for the future so um josh what what do you think about that news like when you hear that news in-game advertisements what what does that what does that say to you what does that make you feel so on and so forth like what, do you think it's a big deal Like from from the business side of it, yeah, I I, I do. Um, like yes and no. I think it's a big deal of it coming to the consoles. Um, like this this is business as usual for the mobile market currently. Mm. Um, is the you know the idea of free game that has ads in it. Um, it it seems strange that we hadn't seen it before now, but that idea, um, I kind of understand the backlash to it because of things like <sighs> ads coming to the Xbox dashboard was a big deal when that happened um, with people unhappy about it. I think the biggest issue with that is because they made it front and center. First thing you clicked on, and it was just implemented atrociously. Like, I know my kid ended up putting stuff in the cart and and trying to buy it, just tapping A on that thing while waiting for the TV to turn on. Like, you know, turn on the console, turn on the TV, the TV's not on, he's just sitting there smashing A. Putting stuff in the cart because they implemented it atrociously, and I think that's kind of one of the reasons the kickback to advertisements in my games oh no um was so big it's kind of predatory in that way right yeah it was it was implemented horribly um whenever that first came out um it is gonna be sort of a we're gonna have to do something to make sure it's not too easy to click out of the game because like we we know better than to hand a kid a game that has ads in it whatever on a phone that they can just easily click out of and whatnot um generally you feel for pretty safe letting a kid play a game on a console i mean not not completely obviously but there are similar concerns um i don't know i don't know i i think With with any ads in games, you kind of run into the issue of how how are they fed to the game, sort of a situation, um, because it might be something that you you've decided this this is a big thing. Whenever I'm on YouTube or whatever, um, just watching anything, 
Uh, it's to a certain time of the year and I start getting political ads for stuff. Mm. And I really don't want my kids playing a game and all of a sudden there's some QAnon fuck on my, on my home TV lying to my children. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, so how they're, how they're fed to these, you know, in, into the, you know, like the, the, the ads I, have to come from somewhere and I don't want it to just I, be like, you know, the, you know, the exact same thing as how, how YouTube is handling it. Cause that's right. It's yeah. going to be interesting to see how they implement them and like the cookies they use or whatever they, the yeah. equivalent of that is on console. Um, it's more specifically console in this, in this case, obviously to roll out those ads and what kind of ads they roll. Out. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a really good point that I didn't think about is the, the ads that they're going to roll out and how they're targeting, you know, because like when you're watching TV or you're watching YouTube, you have the chance to either turn off the TV or skip the ads at a certain point or just shut down the app. You're like, you're watching. I remember there was a short period. And to this day, I don't know why, um, where I was getting all these ads on YouTube for like a three to six month period of the, and this was during the pandemic of, um, this like idol app that also you could chat with these idols, spend money to chat with these idols. And I was mm. like, why am I getting these fucking ads? You know? And like at that point I just shut off the app, you know, or I skip the ad. But yeah. when you're on console, it's going to be a little bit different. And it's like, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they roll out the ads. Cause there hasn't been a ton of information given yeah. out yet. The information that they've given out so far is that, Sony and Microsoft are not taking a cut of the ad revenue as of now. And that's what they're saying as of now, that the money generated from these ads will go to the developers exclusively. Yeah. And that sounds Uh, good from a, just like a business sense, like why, why, you know, getting people on board with, mm. you know, is it worth porting my mobile game to your console? Sort of a, sort of an incentive. Um, But yeah, like how how it's implemented is huge. Like, are these pop up ads? Are they something sitting on the side? Are they billboards? Right. Like you said, there's right. such a huge variety yeah. in how they're fed into a I, into a game. Like what? Um. Yeah, yeah. Like I I have to imagine that it's going to be less predatory than how they are on phones, where you click them the wrong way, and all of a sudden you're in a browser on some fucking website. Yep. Because you accidentally clicked, you missed the tiny little X or whatever yes. to, to like, th- there's gotta be a better way around that. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. F- phone ads are, yeah. Like the thing is when I heard this news and I'm sure you and many other people felt this way, it's like more fucking ads. Like I feel like a big part of our lives now is just, dealing with the constant barrage of ads and it reminds me of that scene in the fifth element when uh bruce willis's character is like chilling in his house and like there are all these ads or when he's in his taxi and there's all these ads literally everywhere i feel like our life is becoming that in some ways and it's it's like advertisers are trying to find every fucking inch of where we look to throw an ad so when i initially heard this news i was like you gotta be kidding me like but it also i think about it objectively from a business standpoint like you're saying 
It makes a ton of sense. Why haven't games been doing this sooner? I mean, and um, yeah, like, frankly, I think I think it's a. I mean, given the success of every other social media platform, the ads are where the money is. Um, it makes sense that they'd try to integrate this. Um, you know, in a, in a more direct manner than you know product placement inside a game which has kind of been standard so far um right yeah the thing is too you got to figure that i mean this this is kind of a long time coming game gaming has been one of the fastest growing mediums in the past few years um yeah even before the pandemic it was one of the fastest growing mediums of entertainment or forms of entertainment however you, you want to word that of course ads are going to eventually make their way into that and yes uh, gaming does come up with its own set of ads i mean if you watch any streamers you know any partnered streamers are mm-hmm. always like i'm sponsored by this and this and this mm-hmm. so you're getting advertisement there like have you, said, you offered Josh, your soul to our lord and savior savior raid shadow G-Fuel? legends g fuel yeah. c4 g fuel um buy this very exclusive fucking Ugh. computer chair. Um you can fuck and play games at the same time. It's great. Or like, you know, you have you have content creators trying to well such as us. I mean, like we have to advertise ourselves. I it's it aver, advertisements I'm not against the thing of like advertisements in general. Oh yeah. It's just the the sheer amount of them and like and I I feel kind of kind of hypocritical because of what we do, you know? I mean, like at the end of every show, I'm always like, hey, subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon, you know, things like that. But um, I, I, I guess I, 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 it, it does make a lot of sense from a business standpoint. Yeah, I it, also feel like these games are already the biggest games in the world. Why do they need more money? You know, well, like I, I again, like I, you're saying, I, as far as the. If it's their new free-to-play model on the console, it makes more sense in that situ- in that context. But e- even on top of that, if it is just like between between rounds of whatever multiplayer shooter, I'd much rather have an ad there than have to put up with, you know, another thousand games per year that come out with you know loot boxes and gambling in them. Like that's the advertisements are way less predatory than that. Um, like you, you, you know what you're looking at. Um, again, as long as they're implemented better than some of the really skeezy phone ones that you know try to make it almost impossible not to accidentally click on them and and get you know pulled out of the game. Um, that that is a really interesting conversation at there, Josh, and that's one that I didn't even think about, and I'm glad you brought up. You know, loot boxes and microtransactions are something we've talked about here, and we are largely, we understand them, we are largely against them here for the most part, here at Swordchomp. If they have advertisements that aren't, like, clickable, you know, easily clickable for a child playing Fortnite, they're just advertisements. I'd be completely fine with that. that, I think that's a better alternative to something like loot boxes and microtransactions, and when you frame it that way... I'm more accepting of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would be... I'm a lot more accepting of that. Exactly. I would much rather not have, you know, 
I'm I'm so tired of battle passes. I'm so tired of the way every the rotating storefronts and everything that they do that is just so ridiculously mechanically tuned to be evil and, and to try predatory. to extract the most money out of people. Yeah. Um like I don't know. I don't know. Like I I miss standard old microtransactions. Like you want this thing? Buy it. That's that's it. Like, you know, no no rotating store, no hope you get it in a loot box hmm. type nonsense. Um, yeah, like get this super exclusive skin that's yeah. ultra rare and if you don't get it you can buy it for $20. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I'd rather see advertisements and then something like just buy the thing you want outright sort of a a thing um because then it's it's a much easier like calculation to make in your head mm. like okay like i'm i'm willing to pay this much it's not a hope i get it let's let's pay this or a well, I've got five more minutes until the thing rotates out, and it could be months before I see it again. Better buy it now, otherwise I'll regret it. Type situation. Yeah, um, it's it's very predator predatory on FOMO. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like that's. <sighs> we we've got to do a better job of of monetizing games. Like, and again, I, this is the best possible job. They're they're. They're doing the best job. They're businessing like hell. Um, like <laughs> I like that expression. But like, I don't, I don't want them in our industry doing that. Um, and I I don't know. At least personally, I think advertisements are, you know, a good site. Less skeezy than that. Hmm. Yeah, it's got it's kind of picking the lesser of two evils there. Hmm. In in a way is like, yes, ads are they, are they, gross and overbearing sometimes? But between that and loot boxes, which are you gonna take? Like, which is better? And I agree yeah. with you. I would I'd rather deal with like in between matches, like an advertisement for something that I could just like mute or go to the bathroom and ignore, than microtransactions and loot boxes that. No, don't necessarily make me feel like I should buy shit, but obviously there are so many reports that have come out in the past few years of children accidentally buying hundreds of dollars of shit. And yeah. especially with the way inflation and stuff is right now, that it's like people can't be affording those errant transactions. So, yeah, I think ad, ad uh, well-placed advertisements and ones that aren't too invasive would be more beneficial. But yeah. that, that also brings into, I guess, slight concern for other people, myself included, because this is one of the first things I thought when I heard this news, is, yes, this is, in free, this is right as of now going to be implemented into free-to-play games. Are we going to start seeing this in more like single-player experiences, like where you're playing God of War? And um, are you going to see ads being placed in there? And I hope so. 
I, I hope, honestly, going back to the Alan Wake thing, yeah, where they have act opening and closing music between chapters, we need to get back to the radio play style of, of you finish, finish a level in a game, and all of a sudden you get a radio drama. Okay. Like, okay. What's going to happen to Ellie next? Find out on next week's episode of The Last of Us 2, sponsored by Charleston Chew. Charleston Chew. <laughs> oh, I would love to see, like, if a game did that, like, worked it into the, oh, what would that be? Like, how the game is created and everything, I'd be, I'd totally be on board with that. You know, like, even even if they were sponsored by something as nefarious as like nestle i mean fuck nestle but if they're like if they yeah. worked it into that i would i would be on board with that you know mm-hmm. um for sure i'd be on board with that but if it's something where i was joking about this with a uh a, a, one of the comments that somebody left on the topic which we'll get into here briefly in a little bit but the concern there is like you're playing and then it's like a youtube ad where you're in yeah. the middle of gameplay and then suddenly it inserts. Yep. And it's like you got to watch this 15 second ad. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was talking about earlier with like what what's going to be served up to you. Um and that makes such a massive difference on A experience, B at that point you have to worry about what the ads are even for. Type right. of a thing where if it's much more ignorable mm. um yeah how in- innocuous or how pervasive yeah and invasive it is you know like it, it'd be fucking hilarious if you're playing god of war ragnarok and you're fighting against this boss and all of a sudden fellas do you struggle with nappy <laughs> nappy pubes <laughs> get something from manscaped mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like shit like that like i like if if you're going to have like those invasive in-game ads it's going to completely detract from the experience and that's going to ruin um yeah you know gaming like i i spend less time on youtube now because like i'll, I'll be watching a video and it'll be it could be something that's actually emotionally poignant and moving and then it's about to hit the climax of, and this has happened to me multiple times it's about to hit the climax point of this like emotional quick 10 15 minute video and like someone's like and what happened next was ad yeah. and then it's like uber eats ad i'm like fuck you uber eats you know like mm-hmm. i just get ira- irascible for you know at uber eats it's not even uber eats fault it kind of is but it kind of isn't you know where it's yeah it's all about how they place the ad and yeah and some itself. of that some of it you have options of where you want to place ads on YouTube, and I think a lot of people, especially in the gaming space, I've noticed this, just put them as often as they're allowed. Um, like you yeah. go to watch a you know gaming channel video or something, and they're they seem to be some of the worst channels for that. Not all of them, but a lot of them, they've got ads every twenty seconds. Dude, yeah, there've been there've been videos where it's like 
okay, I watched a 15 second ad to get into this video, which usually I won't do that, I'll skip. And I know there are people out there like, oh, fucking peasants, why would you watch ads? Why don't you just get ad blocker? Well, um, I, I get that too. But um, anyways, like a minute later, you get an ad, and like three minutes later, you get another ad, and then two, two minutes later, you get another ad. And you get, yeah. Like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. What's going on right now? But I like, it's ads, like, I think a lot of people understand at the end of the day that they are kind of a necessary evil to some degree. Yeah. And, but it's like, it does generate this, this feeling of just frustration and anger. I, I mean, another example of this, and it's, it's, it's really convenient that Microsoft and Sony decided to drop the news this week because another big issue is Netflix and what's happening with them right now. They saw a huge quarter one loss in both uh mm -hmm. people subscribe to their service and their money of stocks they saw a huge drop yeah and so netflix is saying to combat that a they're raising prices b they're gonna go after people who have multiple people on the accounts and it's not like two or three people it's like they're gonna go after the people like 10 people who are sharing the same account you know like they they'll be able to track that i guess and the other thing is that they just announced today, after saying they were toying around with the idea, that they are going to be having ads on Netflix. That's coming. Finally, it's been 100% confirmed. And a lot of people are concerned that basically what's going to happen is they're going to have a lower tier for Netflix that will have ads, and then the higher tier will be no ads. And basically, um, there have been other streaming platforms and mainly Hulu that have come out and said our biggest money generating um tier is the one with ads cuz it's the cheaper one. Yeah. So so people are basically just going to continue to be subjected to ads with any kind of entertainment in terms of like yeah. the, whether uh, it's movies or you know YouTube or video games or podcasts the, like ads are so per yeah. pervasive right I can I can almost forgive that just because it'll make Martin Scorsese mad to have ads in the middle of his shows. Like uh, yeah. I I, yeah. I can put up with it just just for the sake of annoying someone. Um, it's gonna make the Irishman four and a half hours long instead right? of three and a half. Yep. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I mean, goddamn. Yeah. <sighs> it's it's really it's like it's it's gonna be interesting to see how that changes viewing of of shows and stuff like that. But anyways, um, the point not being not to, to slam Netflix for that, because it, I mean, a lot of people have been slamming Netflix ad nauseum this week. Yeah. As I'm sure many people have seen, but the bigger thing there is that yes, a lot of people have been slamming Netflix for more ads and people, people have this, this frustration and I get it. Like we, we had, we had a good 10 year period where we were tired of all the commercials that we yep. had on cable TV and um, whatnot. And Netflix came in and said, you know, there's a world where you don't have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. And it was a good 10-year period, right? Like, where we didn't have to deal with that. But the reality of the situation is the landscape is changing. Ads generate a ton of revenue. And we're going to start seeing it in not only Netflix, we're going to be seeing it in gaming now. 
um, and it's going to be a little bit more yeah. common in gaming now. And yeah, as for- the- unfortunate as that is, that's the way it's that's the way the world is becoming right now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I I do I do think it's the next thing in particular is is that's a hard one to swallow because they raised their prices right as they were announcing canceling things that people liked. Uh, like, and yeah, like it's been one thing after another this year with Netflix, and then all culminating here in this last week with them announcing oh hey because of all the other shitty things we did and people leaving now we've got to have ads too like well great great it's 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 like gaslighting people in a way yeah yeah i'm like you caused every single problem you're dealing with right now and now you're acting like that's the excuse why you need the ads like i'd be fine if they're just you know like oh no we just we want to put the ads in um whatever like (laughs) instead of trying to act like it's you know some necessary thing because of market forces. Right. Exactly. And it, it, like Netflix has its own host of other issues right now. Um, like you're saying the the advertisements is an, is an interesting thing to say like, Oh, this is the expected result of this. But um, yeah, I, in terms of video games, I think this is like, as as frustrated as the news initially made me, I get it now. I do. I get it. And especially with the like that angle that you took the microtransactions versus advertisement. Actually, after this conversation, I do feel better. If if that's the way it's implemented, I'll feel better about it. If it's if it's more predatory, if it's more invasive, yeah. I'm gonna have a bigger issue with it. Yeah. But as for now, I feel more comfortable with. Yeah, there's so so much room here that without more information, it's really hard to to know if this is a good or a bad thing because we could end up, you know, just going down the mobile game trail where we've got mm. horrible advertisements and also predatory business practices trying to milk money out of you on top of all of that. Um, like... It, there are ways to do this that are still very profitable for the people making these games that isn't evil to your player base. Right. So, right. yeah. Well, let's get into some of the listener comments then um, before we, we, you know, just kind of circle, circle the drain here, so to speak. Um, so mm-hmm. every Thursday at the Sword Chomp Instagram, you can pop over there. And you can comment on the topic of the week, and we will t- discuss it on the show. We like to get the fans involved. Admittedly, the last few weeks I hadn't been doing it. I decided to get off my lazy ass and rectify that this week. So, um, thankfully, we picked the right topic to start doing that again because we got a lot of comments. There's a lot of opinions on this. So, um, let's break into them. So, the new dead said, as long as it's just signs and billboard type stuff, it doesn't really matter if 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 it's in a free-to-play game, which, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Billboards and, like, side of buildings, I can live with that at the end of the day. That's fine. That makes sense. Yeah. But if it's, like, if it's, like, Rockstar's 
AK-47, I'm going to be like, that's, that's a little weird. I can, I, you know, I, I can deal with that at the end of the day. But if it's like you have the living embodiment of like in mid-match, they stop the match. Like, we're down to 50 players. Rockstar wants you to know that, you know. It's like time for the like Carl's that. Jr. play of the game. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly like sports games yep. shit. And like uh, sports games, dude, like they even... Dude, it's gotten so much more invasive than it was ten years ago. Like, I oh, yeah. swear, Josh, it's it's crazy. They maximize every fucking inch that they can to advertise and like in NBA games. Like, when usually you would just listen to the 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 announcers talk about the game. Now half the time they're talking about it and like during a free throw, and then the other half the time they're rolling like a five to ten second ad as someone's doing a free throw. Yeah. And it's like they have got it down to the science where like every single second. Yeah, just like the actual broadcasts, which I mean makes it feel more <laughs> realistic, I guess. But yeah, I guess, yeah, but I mean yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. If if games start doing that where like every fucking second you're not actually playing the game, they're extracting that space to put in ads. That that is going to be a bit of a bigger issue. So yeah, like the new dead said, as long as it's like billboards and side of the building ads, I can live with that. I can. Live with that. Yeah. Um, and that that's kind of what this person said. XX Travis underscore Bigs XX said, if they're subtle, who cares? As long as the game is free. Yeah, I agree with that. As long as they're subtle, you know. Um, Mister Pineapple four hundred one said. We're going to be in the middle of a boss and all of a sudden a game ad pops up with no skip button. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's a big fear, I think, of some people. Like, they think that, you know, this is where it could go if they see enough people, uh, they see enough revenue from ads. They're going to be like, let's, let's take this a step further. You know someone's going to do that because EA couldn't resist getting their fucking dick skinners on loot boxes and microtransactions with uh, yep. Star Wars that Star Wars 2 game. You know, you know some company's going to try and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, like if if there's some amount of tact with how they do that, like you can still do it well. Um but yeah, this could end up being just a lot. Just a lot if it's <sighs> either you know doesn't have you know fairly strict rules about it or people i i i I don't know what the exact rule is but yeah the the risk is gaming becoming exhausting because you know you're just getting advertisements shoved in your face constantly when you're trying to relax um Mm. i i think i think there we can take some solace in the fact that they're not doing it like immediately because I think if they yeah. could do it immediately, they would. You know, they're, they're yeah. saying that it's not going to come until the end of the year. I imagine a big part of that is understand, understanding the legalities of everything. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we could take some solace in that. Like, my my guess is they've got to find a way rate. to implement, kind of like I was saying earlier, some way to implement their, um, you know, um, like child profile stuff into these in order to make sure that 
even if they're not taking a cut, that the advertisements that are getting served are still meeting their requirements. I, I've got I've got to imagine that they're not going to allow games to just advertise whatever mm. through through this system. Like, not that they won't be able to do that, but without you know some other sort of system for getting that approved. Um, just af- after the whole adpocalypse thing on YouTube, where you know. Coke got really, really worried that they were advertising on videos of beheadings. Um, <laughs> I, I, you have films. to imagine that these console makers are going to really be looking at making sure that they have some sort of say over what's getting advertised on their platforms. I, um, I would go so far as to say they're going to have to even be more strict than something like YouTube. Or oh, Twitch yeah, yes, because, yes. Because the thing is, like, Parents are already frustrated enough with like when their child plays video games, like a lot of parents, not all parents. Um, and maybe we're thinking of our parents more than the current parents, because I think the current parents are probably a little bit more understanding of it now. Like our generation of parents are like, yeah, yeah. there is value in playing video games, but there are already a lot of parents out there who are like, oh, you play too much video games, you know, like video games, you know, you spend a little bit too much time doing that. If you have ads that are predatory, then parents are going to be like, fuck it. You're not going to play any video games because yeah. not only is it in their eyes, not a great habit or a great hobby to have. But if there's like predatory ads and shit, that's even worse. Like, so there, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be even more heavily regulated than something like YouTube where oh, yeah. YouTube is yeah. pretty well regulated. Like, you know, if it's, if it's a ch- children's channel that people are watching, then mm-hmm. those ads that are generally run have generally, obviously there are, there are things that escape that, that program, but generally the ads have to be checked and everything, you know, whereas like, yeah, I think there, it's as for I think adults, there is a, a pre-check system on, on like the kids app at this point. I think there wasn't for a long time. I think there is, I think the ads do have to be screened now. I, yes. I'd have to look into that to be a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure they do. Because they're they're still not pre-screened for the rest of YouTube, which is why they still have the, you know, the tools to flag them yourselves. Which I've gotten a few ads removed from YouTube myself in the last month or two because they've gotten lax again. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like when people are offering you to go to orgies, like that's not safe. Uh-huh. That's really not safe to experience that on YouTube. And the yeah. thing is, like, they're offering like protection free orgies that's just a veritable ground of stds and fluids that you don't need in your life especially with a pandemic Uh that we are quote unquote coming out of you know what i mean the thing is like if i'm going to be offered to to go to an orgy josh i don't want it to be through a youtube ad that's all i'm saying exactly exactly fucking fucking gross exactly Fucking gross. Fucking YouTube. Um, Dogreels23 said, if it's like product placement in movies, whatever. If I have to watch an ad for every hour I play or something stupid like that, I'm going to be upset. And yeah, that, that, is a, that is a big concern there. It's like, 
again, it goes in, in line with how it's rolled out. Is it going to be like for an hour of video gaming, you have to watch a three minute ad? Yeah. And let, again, let's kind of going back to what I was saying with a lot of the way the YouTube ones or not YouTube. Sorry, we've been talking about everything today. A lot of the way the, the mobile game ads are set up. It's they're predatory. They're they are predatory, period, in the same way the loot boxes are, you know, in the space we're already used to with with stuff like Well, you're out of lives. You wanna watch a thirty second advertisement to to get another life? Um <laughs> I mean, that's, oh, that's just, Are you that's talking about like Duolingo? That's Duolingo a, that's fucking Duolingo does, does that. Yeah, there are plenty of other uh, mobile games and, and apps that do similar things. Um, and, like, come on. Come come the fuck on. Like, that's... That is the sort of thing that we need to make sure does not continue on the console side as well, because those are horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, get, it, gets, it gets really bad, too, with, like, the certain amount of notifications that certain ads will will roll out as well. You know, like Duolingo is one of the only ads that I, or sorry, one of the only apps that I have that are like this, where unless you turn the, the notifications off, it's fucking constant. And it's, it's ridiculous. Like, Oh, all your hearts are filled. Oh, like when you're in the, when you're in the app, after every single lesson you do, you are getting an ad. And some of them are unskippable. So I'll just back out of the app completely and then restart the app. That way I don't have to watch the app. You know? Yep. If that, if that shit kind of starts happening with, um, with, with video gaming, it's going to be kind of hard to stomach. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how that rolls out like we need more information but they're being pretty tight-lipped right now so yeah i think they're probably a a there's probably a lot of back-end work like like we were saying just to make sure that they are covering their asses but b they're also probably you know seeing how people react to this to decide how strict they want to be with with how these things are implemented um yeah just it's like of. you're gonna get slapped in the face regardless how hard you want the slap to be. Yep. Like speak yeah. up now <laughs> to control the the power of the slap. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I feel like they're they're definitely announcing this fairly far ahead of time to be able to judge audience reaction and or put or if put nothing fi- else change change the way they're trying to sell it to us. Yeah. As far as you know. We're putting our finger in your ass, whether you want us to or not. It's mm-hmm. just how deep do you want it in your asshole? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's 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 what I thought of when I heard this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh... Um, FHM Sandwich, good buddy of ours, patron said, "I I mean, in any futuristic type movie or even book series, they show stuff like this happening. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. Yeah, kind of like." Yeah, like what I was saying with the fifth element, exactly. Even saying that, though, I think it's unfortunate. I don't think it's necessary to sell things through a game, like how randomly you will see a Mountain Dew machine in a Transformers movie, or Pepsi stuff all over a movie. I fear that the games will lose creativity and beautiful aesthetic, so they can add more space for these ads, in which case I feel like it could hurt gaming as a whole if 
say Facebook owns all the ads in a game. I don't know. It just seems like a misstep. But we have seen that in game before in games that are basically casinos. And that's a really, he brings up a really good point that we didn't bring up is that how is that going to change the general feel or the art direction or just the vibe of a game where, yeah, you know, like say we're playing The Last of Us 3. I know before you laugh and chuckle, like, yeah, like I'll play that shit. But like, let's imagine a world where you, you and I both play Last of Us 3. Um, and we're in game, we're running around and like things are like you're running around in this decrepit, crumbling part of a city. And then suddenly you look up and then there's an ad for, I, I don't know, uh, fucking like, like Remington sh- shotgun would make sense. But like you see an ad for something that completely yeah. doesn't make sense whatsoever. That's going to take you out of that experience. And not only that, it's going to completely change the vibe and the aesthetic of that game. I mean, again, it depends because I think it's hilarious when the product placement kind of does opposite of what you'd expect it to. I mean, like the Energizer battery thing is just hilarious because the way the mechanics of that game work implies the energy batteries and Energizer batteries last approximately 45 seconds. Um, mm. Which is, I think, hilarious. That's, that, that's yeah, more that's the than opposite worth it. of what you want to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're like. There's there's plenty of space for this. It just again, it depends how how it's handled. I mean, there are plenty of menus in games. Stick them in there. Like you pause. There's an ad for something that makes sense to me it's not interrupting anything you weren't interrupting yourself um, depends on the ad if it's like you pause the game and it's like a 10 second video in order to access oh yeah no menu, no like again be fucking again i think from a um Serving you a video ad is a very different thing than, than you know, a static image or, or, or something like that, just from a data usage standpoint, even. Like, mm. it seems like there may even need to be options for, like, which you allow if it's, you know, if that's a consideration, which it is for some people. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, like, we just don't know enough about it, but I think there's lots of ways to do this without sacrificing the actual vision for a game. Um, granted, it's very different from one game to the next. Um, mm. Like, it would be beyond awkward to have ads start popping up in the middle of My Memory of Us, or... <laughs> Valiant Hearts. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. Like, what is? Uh, fuck. I wish. I I wish I remembered my time in Home Depot. Um, like because you know, in my memory of us, like you're you're wandering around, and then suddenly the the red the red 
parts of the game pop up because it's black and white, but then the red pops up and it's like Sherwin Williams paints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Wait, what? This is about the fucking Holocaust. What? What is going on here? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's like, it's exactly all going to be you're dependent. in the middle of Schindler's List, and also there's an advertisement for Staples, like. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, Uber Eats, never go hungry again. Yeah. Wait, what? How fucking insensitive are you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I... I... It's like, we only have speculation at this point. Yeah. But we also have to voice our, you know, our concerns and our disdain for it and also our acceptance of it because like you said, that's gonna... I, I would assume that's gonna be part of their process is the market research. Yeah, I know. think that's why they announced this ahead of time. Um also it you know the specifics that we did get about them specifically looking into this for more free to play games on their platforms. That's that's I think a good way to kind of open the door for it, if nothing else, as far as mm. a low stakes um, application of it. Um, you know, not really intruding on your big budget games immediately. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of kind of see how see how it's you know how well it works, if there are any major issues we need to have ironed out before we start attaching this to our own properties. Um, right. What, one of the things I think about um, that I just, I just thought about, I should say, that I didn't really think about until now, is like, I don't, what I don't like about this, in part, is that it feels like the rich get richer here. You have indie games who struggle to get um, notice, you know, to to make enough off of the hard work, the effort, the years that they put in. And then you have these big developers like seemingly saying, I'm just going to print more money now. And indie devs are going to like, I'm not going to say that like, it's going to take anything away from the indie devs by putting ads in there. Um, but it's like essentially indie devs are going to be making the same amount of money relatively to what they are now while the bigger companies that already make a lot of money are just going to get to make even more money and they're going to hoard even more of that cash and it's unfortunate because like it's it's not a system that trickles down to the indie developers in this in this instance you know Uh, i mean i don't see how this is any different than before as far as that goes um That's fair. That's but fair. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's fair. Not a big concern for you. It's more of a bigger concern for me, I guess. That, But it's out of our control, essentially. So. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, Kelly Amaturo Eating said, horrific. That's all she said. It's like, <laughs> this is horrific. And this is what I commented. I'm sorry. I didn't. I quoted this wrong. I said, how funny would it be if you're playing the newest Resident Evil, you're about to be hit with a jump scare, and then an ad for Manscaped pops up. That would just be fucking absurd levels of content right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, JCMar87 <laughs> said, Honestly, don't think I would care at all. 
if it's weaved into the game, like semi-discreet product placement or billboards or radio ads, like you were saying, or TV commercials that are fluid and run in the in-game world. Forced ad breaks like YouTube or Hulu and stuff like that, I'm not into unless it comes with a discount price, and even then, I feel like I would hate it. Um, and that's actually what Marcelo Robbie also yeah. said. Could be worse than YouTube ads. Um, oh, yeah, I think that. Oh, go ahead. frankly, YouTube ads, half the time you're already multitasking at the time, so it's only interrupting half of what you're doing. Dude, um, the, the amount of times I'm washing the dishes, watching yeah. YouTube, and suddenly an ad pops up, I'm like, great fuckers, now I can't yeah, skip the Yeah, you ad. can't skip it, but you also, fucking knew it. It, it's, it's not interrupting everything you're doing, it's only interrupting, you know, the one thing you're kind of peripherally, you know, paying attention to while you're doing something else. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's smart. It's smart. It's smart. I don't like it, but it's smart of advertising companies and advertisers yeah. in general. It's smart. I hate it, but it's smart. Um, JT Ruiz, good buddy of ours, said, My biggest concern is the advertising concept getting worked into the subscription service. Similar to Hulu, it could look like pay more in the subscription to get ad-free environments. Yeah. That would be unfortunate. You know, so like, um, yeah, you have free to play. Fortnite, but then you pay $10 a month and it's ad-free. You know, I could see that being the case in certain instances. Or like, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, even like with like Game Pass, where it's like you're paying the amount of money you're paying right now, $15, and then they start introducing ads into some of those games, like ad breaks. And yeah, they're I like, think... for $25 a month, you get premium no ads. I think the best way to handle this is some oddly enough, the way I've seen Amazon handle this as far as in, in your browsing experience. And granted, they also have like pre-roll ads occasionally. Um, right. But something that I've not seen a lot of is kind of going back to that sort of uh, Xbox um, dashboard type ads just there while you're browsing through um sort of a sort of a situation where like oh on netflix most of the things most of the little rectangles you're looking at are different titles that you could look at occasionally you'll scroll by one for you know pringles or something um like just kind of integrate it into the browsing experience mm. um which is kind of what i was saying with like you know Put them in the menus, put them in places where they're not interrupting anything. Because there are plenty of places where you could have advertisements that don't interfere with your experience. Um, and again, that's not a priority on mobile currently. Like, right. I- interfering with your experience seems to be a feature, not a bug. But I'm, I'm hoping it's handled better in this situation i i think like i think it'd be kind of cool if ads just swung like for certain experiences all the way so for example imagine like you get a like a playstation controller and instead of like the the triangle square x and circle it's different pringles cans yep and then you play a game (laughs) about pringles and if you beat the game holding the Pringles controller in a certain amount of time, you get like a year supply of Pringles for free. <laughs> like shit like that. 
like if ads were like that I yeah. think people would be like if they got more creative with it I think people would be more accepting of it you know like yeah. imagine like the, if specifically it's like, the Fortnite example I don't see happening because their brand is such a big thing that most of their advertisements are licensed skins in that game yeah. it's yeah. it's it's meant to be an advertisement that you want to buy not you, you want to buy it and advertise it yourself sort mm. of the skins yeah, that they like, have it's like in the there. word of mouth like when um, like the window mannequin kind of thing yeah and not to say that that's you know that has its own problems like i was talking about before with with how they are fairly predatory with other aspects of the model but i think as far as the way the brand integration happens in that game that's much more seamless than we could be looking at yeah um so that's a very I'm, good point i'm i'm hoping people are are learning looking at some of that and you know it's not not not, so... not making lives or not not making the experience just disjointed and yeah aggressive exactly I would say. exactly yeah that's fair I, I would agree with that we have two more quick comments uh, two steps to the right said specifically free to play games even if it was your normal game it shouldn't be as bad alan wake had a form of ads that wasn't invasive at all and yeah that's kind of what we were talking about earlier and i'd agree to some extent you know i i don't see it as of now permeating our our single player experiences and if it does it's going to be something like an alan wake so yeah I, i'm not too concerned about that but i was at first you know my initial reaction is like what the fuck but you yeah. know i mean I frankly we already see a lot of this there that we just don't know about with as many games and movies as we have subsidized by you know the u.s military like almost every military shooter you're getting advertised yeah you know to join up in one way yeah. or another through it's team people people know how to do this without it feeling like it's in the way this is this is it can be done well we've seen it done well with you know a a variety of examples uh it's just not all advertisers are the u.s military and you know have you know billions of dollars poured into figuring out how to kill your children more effectively. Um, I was going to say signing your life away, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. You're taking it just a step further than I was going to. I was, I was going to say, how funny would it be if we saw the return of subliminal messaging and subliminal ads in video gaming? Like you're, pl- you're playing a game <laughs> right. and all of a sudden like split second flash of Coca-Cola comes up and you're like, fuck, I really want to drink Coca-Cola right now. Why is, yeah. why is uh, the, the new Kirby game making me want to get a Coca-Cola? Yep. Yep. I, I would be interested to see if that happens. But um Yeah, the last comment we have regarding this was um Shit Ain't Real said I don't mind them if they're out of the way. If it's something that starts to to gate gameplay though, I will just stop yeah. playing video games entirely. I don't want to have a YouTube style ad running for a minute before I can play the next level mission and match. And that that second half of what he said I mean, like, I disagree with after our discussion that you and I just had, but that first part, I like, and I'm sure this is more what he meant. I'll just stop playing new games. 
I'll just play old games if I want to continue yeah, playing yeah. games. Like no, ones no, I, I think know don't he's... have ads in them. Yeah, I think kind of. Well, I think he's talking kind of similarly, like what we were talking about with like Duolingo, sort of a setup. Mm. Like those are just so frustrating. Um, and having that be in your gaming experience while you're trying to relax or whatever. That's just, just, just no. Like that would, just, yeah. Like it's, it's kind of halfway understandable that they're frustrating you while you're, you know doing this on the train or whatever else yeah in in a random minute here and there but when you get home to your fucking console and want to relax and you get gated by a fucking advertisement for something like that like that that just the setting makes it so much more egregious yeah yeah i mean because a lot of people look to relax and escape with video games and it's like oh i have to be reminded yeah yeah but thankfully, it's like, granted, free-to-play games, a lot of people play that for, like, community and relaxation, so unfortunately, they're going to be inundated a little bit more with that, but at least it's not all of video games, you know? It's just some, I yeah. guess. But, but again, I do kind of see them as this, you know, testing the water sort of a thing, like, you know, how, how, how will this be accepted? Is it something we can implement on a larger scale? Um, so I, I do. I, I see it as something they're very interested in expanding if it's not mm. a complete disaster for them. Right. Yeah. It remains to be seen, you know, like there's a lot of speculation happening between Josh and me and some of the other commenters, but at the end of the day, the best thing we can do is voice our concerns, voice our frustrations, say what we hope will happen. And in hopes that the right people hear it and make the correct changes. We understand that, ads are inevitable unfortunately they're they're fucking literally everywhere else i'm surprised they haven't figured out how to put them on our eyelids as we close our eyes you know but at the same time if we have any say and we can control the way it's rolled out or at least we can influence the way it's rolled out why wouldn't we try so i mean these conversations are important to have because also um in hopes of the right people hearing them but also as a collective agreeing or disagreeing with not disagreeing, excuse me, agreeing with what we are willing to and not put up with, you know, um, kind of as a unified, unified force. Mm-hmm. So if like ads are really egregious, instead of like fighting over it, we all just say, no, we're not, we're not willing to put up with this changes, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. one thing actually most gamers for the most part have been really good about, you know, if they don't, uh, the the finer details kind of get broken down there, but um, gamers TM. If no, they're not going to put up with it quietly. <laughs> they never do. They never do. So yeah. Um, and that circles us back around to the intro, <laughs> actually, in some ways. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I I think that did it. So again, every Thursday at the Sword Shop Instagram, if you want to comment on the show or on the topic, we'll read it on the show. So. We're going to go take a quick break, and we will be right back with Game Talk. So don't go anywhere. Ah, the summer breeze. The sun is beaming. The waves are crashing. Life is good. Mister! Mister! Uh, What? What in the blazes is going on? X-Tree! X-Tree! Read all about it! Read what, lad? 
Spit it out! How did you find me on vacation? Sword Jump has tank tops, beach towels, and much more over at store.swordjump.com. Store.swordjump.com? Store.swordjump.com! Store.swordjump.com. Yes! Store.swordjump.com! Store.swordchomp. Yes, damn it! <sighs> it worked. I can enjoy my afternoon nap in peace. Hey, mister. Did you hear about store.swordchomp? Hey, everyone. We're back. We're going to talk about some video games now. We've, uh... Been playing some video games this week, and we want to discuss them. Josh found some free time to play the new Kirby game, and he wants to discuss it. And I'm here to listen. I am all ears for you, Josh. Oh yeah, I I mentioned this a little bit uh, when we, you know, when Rich and I first started the game. Um, week two ago. How long has it been? What is time? Um, it's been almost a month since that game's been out. Jeez Louise. Um, yeah, not had a lot of time for it. Had a little more time this week. Went back, played some more, got another few worlds down. Um, nice. It, uh, it's so good. It is so good. Like, I was loving it beforehand and just as busy as I've been, was having a hard time finding time for it. It's been excellent every time i have picked it back up so i don't know why i'm having a hard time finding time for it um mm. other than just having a hard time playing anything because I've, I've not been playing a lot of anything for the last right. month or so um that, this game feels so ridiculously good just really polished really responsive mm. um which is not surprising for a Nintendo game, but kind of surprising for, you know, first major 3D Kirby game, nonetheless. Mm. Um, the, um, as I've gone on, the extra bonus objective type things have gotten... Uh, either more complicated or more hidden as they've gone on. Um, like the first world, I kind of more or less was finding basically everything, if not everything, the first time through a level. Uh, so, you know, no need to replay them very much. Just kind of find everything, move on. Um, as it's gone on, some of them have been significantly more... Uh, um, demanding in places like do this section without you know failing a certain mechanic or something like that mm. um type type deals that uh you're not going to stumble into by accident i mean you could you could but some of them have been like complete this section of the level in x amount of seconds um right like it 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 uh it's it's tuned really well. Like I've I've talked about this um I guess it's been ages ago at this point, but whenever uh 
Super Mario Odyssey came out, how that game very much felt like not a hard game to get through, but all the challenge was kind of hidden additionally to that. And this is very much in the same vein. I, I think Kirby games on the whole have been that way. Um, so maybe Odyssey was kind of them taking a lot of that from Kirby, and then this is them bringing it back into that franchise. Mm. Um, I, I think very successfully. Um, it is extremely satisfying to play a Kirby game with a dodge roll with fucking witch time if you dodge perfectly like in Bayonetta. It's like there are so many little things like that that are just it it seems like it would be ridiculous like why would you put this in a 3D platformer have have a move like that and and the reason is because it just feels so satisfying um like dodging a boss right before they hit you just perfectly and having a big open a whale on them feels so good even in a Kirby game um, I, I'm, I'm ridiculously impressed that this is the first, first time we've gotten a 3D Kirby game like this. Um, I mean, the demo is super tight. I, I granted it's, it's three short levels in the demo. I mean, you can mm-hmm. crush that thing out in a half an hour, but it's, it's really tight gameplay. My, my big concern there, which is part of the reason why I didn't buy it is I didn't know if the novelty of that would wear off over time. And it, yeah. if, if it would feel like it's like 20 years too late, because we got Super Mario 64. And granted, this is, I'm not saying it's a logical concern. I'm just saying this is what my, my initial impressions were. Is like, yeah. um, that basically, that, you know, Super Mario 64 did come out a long time ago. And it's like, why didn't Kirby get this kind of treatment why did it take this long for Kirby to get this treatment? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, from some of the dev stuff I've seen about how they cheat um, with perspective and whatnot in order to make it feel more seamless, um, I think a lot of those things are just the finesse in order to get it to work right is is more complicated than it seems on the surface Hmm. um and i mean even with the mario game just normally there's there's an amount of that but with a character as floaty as kirby it it could feel just like a slog if not handled correctly um Hmm. And I think they do a fairly good job of this, kind of along those same lines of, like I was saying, having the difficulty be an additional layer. You can, basically on any jump, hit A again and uh, just start floating. Kind of mm, lightly really set nice. yourself down where, exactly where you want to be. As soon as you're floating like that, you're barely moving. Just like in every other Kirby game. Your your movement speed slows way the hell down. Uh, it's it's more precise if you need to stick a landing or whatever. Um, 
But again, downside being, you just slowed yourself way, way down. So if you're going for any of the speedrun type achievements, or not really achievements, but like basically there are trial levels that, as far as I can tell, there's, there's, you don't actually get anything for, for doing the, the speedrun versions of it. I need to ask if, if Rich has found anything that you get from them other than just, like you get a couple extra coins so you can buy stuff. Um, mm. in the game, which you get so many of those, it doesn't really matter. Um, I don't, I don't know if there's anything later on because last I talked to him, we hadn't found anything that you get from them, but they're still fun to do trying to get through them because you, the difference between flying through a level without having to use that floating, uh, and you know, just taking your time, making sure you're safe on all your jumps is massive. Um, there's just such a difference between uh, moving. I mean, again, this is something Mario does as well uh, with just the stupid lines that you'll see some people taking through levels. Um, yeah. If they really know what they're doing. Yeah. Trying um, to, br- trying to break it or like take the le- least yeah, amount yeah. of time to finish something. Exactly. And there, there's a lot of that in their like speed run sections um Mm. it's 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 good it's it is again it feels like the focus is more on the easier side of things and like i i that that makes sense it's that's perfectly fine for that um like my kids have been loving it it's it's not been too hard even for my youngest to get into uh and have a good time um but there's still enough meat there on the systems like it's such a good, solid feeling game. On top of that, that it doesn't. I was worried it was going to feel thin, like you were saying before. Just feel like, right. uh, wh- why am I still playing this? Mm. Like there's, it was a fun demo, or whatever. But uh, yeah, there's just there's so much meat on those bones. The systems are so satisfying. Just to just to move around in the world, and I think that's such a big, big. Like the biggest part of a platformer is whether or not you want to control the character. Um, and and you do. You like you you want to control Kirby. It's fun to uh, um play as as basically. I mean, every, you're gonna have personal preferences on the different power ups, which ones you like more than others. But right, even, even without the power ups, just regular old Kirby sucking stuff up. And mm. like it, it's fun. Like it, it is a solid experience every time you're doing anything in that game. Yeah, it's yeah, and that's good to hear that it's not as thin as originally thought. Because I mean, not only have you said that, but Rich also said that. Like it, there, there's a lot of content here. There's a lot to do here. It's not super thin, you know. And that's that's relieving for me. Like that makes me want to go pick up the game after I get caught up on the other games I'm playing, but yeah, that's really, really encouraging for sure. Um, have you fin? excuse me, have you finished the game at this point? I've not finished it. I'm getting fairly close. Um, I'll probably have it finished before next. Well, I say that it depends what comes up. Um, who knows if people just show up at my house again and, uh, <laughs> next, next, the Mormons that are go door to door. And they're like, hey, can I, can we stay with you for a week? And you're like, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
Yeah. 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 Closing in on the end. That's dope. That's exciting. Speaking of closing in on the end, I was able to finally roll credits on Triangle Strategy after playing this game for what seems like an inordinate amount of time. Um, man, what a game. What a game. Like, I, told, I, I kept coming back here week after week saying, like, I'm so surprised that I still have more to do in this game. I'm so surprised I haven't finished this game. And let me tell you, that went up right till the end. And it, it, was, <laughs> it was both a good thing and a bad thing. Um, I didn't think the game would be this long. I like, granted, Rich put less time into it than I did in his first playthrough, but I think I got close to like ninety hours. Yeah. My playtime said a hundred hours, but a lot of that was like a reasonable amount of time was like idle. Like I'd be playing like late at night and I'd fall asleep for like an hour and then I'd wake up and <laughs> yeah. my my switch is still on, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I got close to 90 hours. And the reason why part of my playthrough took so long is because I was reading through a lot, not all, but a lot of the supplementary material that the game offers. I was doing each character story. Um, and I, I'm sure Rich did that to some degree, too. Unfortunately, he's not here to discuss this. But um, towards the end, and Rich alluded to this, there are four po- possible paths you can take. And the fourth one is a secret path, and you have to meet very specific conditions in order to get that path. And I don't know how, but I met all the conditions. Um, (laughs) And so that fourth path is like like a slight amalgamation of the other three paths put together. Hmm. And And this is a minor spoiler. This is the one minor spoiler I will mention today. So... Uh, cover your ears for 30 seconds or skip ahead 30 seconds. When you get this, this special path, you actually have to fracture your, all your characters that you've amassed into three different parties. And I won't tell you why you have to do that, but you have to split them into three parties. And there were a lot of characters I have never used. So a big part of that was actually having to go into the mental mock battles and grinding my levels back up to a reasonable amount. Mm. Now, I'm thankful that like if you have like a level five character and you take them into a level twenty mock battle, each move that they do for like five to ten levels automatically basically gets them a free <laughs> level. So it was not super difficult um, until like I got to the higher levels and I was trying to get everybody to like even like so I have guys that are like level twenty eight and then two two characters that are level twenty five. It was still a little bit more grindy to try and get those characters up to that same threshold but for the most part it didn't take too terribly long now um i will say this the story got so fucking interesting up until the end like i like when things finally like started happening like they stopped putting all the like setting everything up they're setting up all the political intrigue which for a lot of people that that is interesting for them to see how like all the pieces twist and turn and like what happens. And like, I enjoy that to a point, but I was like, I'm ready for shit to hit the fan. <laughs> and God, was I so happy when it finally did. Um, shit hits the fan in a very, very satisfying way. Uh, that is, that is one of the biggest praises I have about this game is like all the things that they set up 
they they give a good resolution for everything. Like, good. If you're gonna spend that much time on story, then you better wrap things up well. And they did a really fucking good job of wrapping things up well in this game. Um, when I got to the end of the story, I was very satisfied with uh the way the story ended. I was also very very pleased at some of those final battles as they were some of the more creative battles and they were some of the most difficult battles in the game obviously. Um the final battle in that game is brutal and I loved it. I loved how brutal it was. Um it really made me think a lot. And the thing is when you first get into that battle, you feel extremely overwhelmed but then when you start understanding the battle you're like okay i think i can do this and um yeah it's 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 fascinating it, it i'm trying to be i'm trying to like tiptoe around some of the things yeah, that i don't yeah. want to spoil it for people but um yeah i i walked away being very happy with my playthrough one of the things i really liked about taking that secret path um and again ears uh Ears off if you don't want minor spoilers here really quickly. I'm going to do another 30 seconds. Um, that because the game forced me on that secret path to play as every character that I've accrued, that because of the, the job systems or I guess the, 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 the styles that each character plays with, there were so many different styles I got to play with. You know, there were ones that I had. I was like, you know, that character kind of seems interesting, but I've already invested so much time into this other character that I was forced to use these characters. And I was like, wow, this character is actually really fun to play with. And I got to play around with Synergy a little bit more. And I got to see, like, actually, I could see if I were to play this game again, pairing this character with this character, because they would make such a good tandem together. Mm-hmm. It was a really fun, um, because the narrative forced me to play with everybody that I got to see all the unique styles of characters that they put into the game that I was able to get in my first playthrough. Um, I really appreciated that. It was a really cool way to, to get me to play in different styles. Um, And honestly, that's a really good way to make you want to play the game again through a second playthrough. So when you finish the game as Rich said, uh, Square kind of has a history of doing that near the end of the game. Like, Surprise, bitch, you're playing with everybody. Um, that is true. I mean, you think about the end of uh, Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, um, what, Final Fantasy VI. They split your party as well. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they like doing that near the ends of their games. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Um, and I, I'm very appreciative of the fact that they decided to, to do that. Um, it's, it's a like I said, it's a good way to get you to want to play through a second playthrough. And New Game Plus is available here, so you keep pretty much everything for the most mm. part um, that you amass in the in your first playthrough. And that's good because you have certain choices that you make in the game that allow you to gain access to certain characters, and you can't get them all on your first playthrough. I don't think so. Um, Second playthrough makes a lot of sense. I'm not going to be playing this game as a second playthrough anytime soon. I really <laughs> love the game. I definitely want to do it again. I definitely want to play it again, but I, I don't have time right now. And I, yeah. I, like, I, I feel like I just dumped a really sizable amount of time in. 
I need some separation for a while before I come yeah. back to it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. I'm that way with tactics games. Like, you know, play them once every, you know, half a decade or so. <laughs> like, okay, right. it's, it's time again. Right. Um, yeah, I, Josh, I'm really curious when you get around to playing this game, because I think you should at some point, what your opinion's going to be. I think you're going to really enjoy this game a lot. Um, I'm sure there are going to be moments where you're going to be like, man, this political intrigue is a little bit long in the tooth, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm curious to hear what your opinions will be if you end up picking this game up. Yeah. I think you will enjoy it a lot. Like some of the tactics battles in there, like uh, there's I, one that Rich and I are going to be talking about in the, the chomping after dark mm-hmm. for sure, because we don't want to spoil it here. That was so creative and they actually go back and explore it again in a different way. They get really, really creative with their battles and their their level design. It's it's some of the best in tactics I've seen in quite a while. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely gonna play it. I've kind of got a love hate with tactics games mixed with RPG systems, um, mm. where generally they feel like they're wasting my time with the leveling mechanics and whatnot. But also sometimes you just want to grind something out like that and it just kind of depends what sort of mood i'm in um Mm. whether or not that's you know gonna irritate me more than you know be something i want to put the time into um to you know just kind of grind some of that stuff out Mm. Um, because it can get really anal sometimes just trying to like i was saying before with like the stupid systems that are in Fire Emblem and, and Final Fantasy Tactics, like, okay, there's one guy left. Time for me to stand around taking hits until my healers have used up all their mana so they stay leveled with everyone else. <laughs> Type right. bullshit. Um, but yeah, that like, eh. Yeah, yeah, e- e- either they need, they need a better way around that or, or I need to really be in the mood for it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think that the go, that goes the same with like a lot of games that I end up playing is like I really got to be in the mood for it. like, I, I like kind of circles back around to the conversation we we're having with earlier about like free to play games and then games being relaxation games. There are certain games that are easy to just plug in and play oh, for yeah. a little bit and and then disengage. And there are certain games that like you really got to be in the mood for. And with uh with Triangle Strategy, when I first started playing it, admittedly, I I was not in the mood for it. But I was like, I gotta power through this because I have other games <laughs> I gotta play. Yeah. And eventually, when I when I worked myself into the mood of playing that game, is when I really started connecting with it. But mm. um, maybe that's a topic we should. I, I don't. I'm not sure if we've done that. Like having your mood dictate what games you play and like stuff like that. I don't know if there'd be enough there to have a top conversation on that topic. But I'll have to look and see if we've done that before. But yeah, it's like it's it can really influence the enjoyment of a game and for in this instance, um yeah. I'm thankful that I was able to get into the mood to enjoy it more as time went on. Yeah, I'm I'm curious, those those mock battles, about how long are those? They vary, man. So like the earlier ones are pretty quick. Okay. Um because this was some 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 of the like the 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 high level ones they get yeah. pretty difficult because you really got to think a lot more about placement okay. and stuff like that. But they're 
they're some of them are about the same as normal uh battles and some of a lot of them are a little bit shorter okay because that was one of my issues with fire emblem three houses lately was again the way the leveling system worked in order to keep track with everything you had to just milk every battle you were in for all the experience it was worth um in order to play without leaving characters behind um Mm. and like that it doesn't really fit the whole mobile or not mobile but like portable style pick up play a thing and, and be done with it you know play setting like a lot of times i would double triple the length of different fights because of trying to get the most out of it um strategically to make sure you don't get left behind um Mm. whereas things like you know final fantasy tactics will have really easy battles you can get into and do to you know you don't have to worry about that like here here's here's a a battle that has not it doesn't have anything to do with the normal story you can you can go in here do this thing whenever there's there's always extra ways to go in and quickly get a little experience if you want to level someone up um right which works better for a mobile platform and that wasn't like that was you know not originally what it was even made for but i think it fits that better than you know just milking a single mission and stretching it out way longer than it really needs to be i think that the, this game has a really good balance of a lot of those things that you're kind of talking about um they it, it seems like they took a lot in a consideration of making sure the game isn't too grindy, that the battles are, they don't feel like these slogs um, for the most part. Like it, it really does feel like a, a chess match in a lot okay. of ways um, where like o- older tactics games, especially like my, my reference is always shining forces. Like you don't have to like, no characters have to die in any of those battles that you fight. Yeah. Um, but with this game, and I think Final Fantasy Tactics in some ways is similar to this, obviously, both Square um, games, is that there are times where it's beneficial to take, put a character in danger and go do some heavy damage and then risk them dying mm-hmm. to get a step or two ahead of your opposition. There are a lot of times where you do that, and so there... I had to, and I said this, I think a week or two ago where you, ha- I had to kind of readjust my brain to that being like, it's okay to lose some people. And, um, yeah, there's some abilities you get very late in the game that can actually like resurrect characters. It's very late into the game, um, that you get those abilities, but, and it's, it's very costly to use those abilities, but you have the opportunity to use like one or two of those per match or per battle and so there there's a lot there's a very steady stream of everything and it's it's very well balanced i would say um i i wouldn't say that any character i had felt just overpowered like overwhelmingly overpowered like when i think of shining force 2 i think of and this is probably going to be lost on most people there's a character in there named peter the phoenix that is just like insane speed, insane mobility, yeah. insane power. And if Peter the Phoenix ever dies, it just resurrects itself because it's a Phoenix at the end of every battle, whether you win or lose. 
it was just an insanely <sighs> it was a cool character concept but it's insanely overpowered yeah nothing no characters in this game quite feel like that level of being overpowered like there's some characters that are definitely higher tier than other characters but it's never like if i if i take this character in a battle i just i fucking wreck face it's never like that yeah that was another fire emblem issue is your your player character in that is so much stronger than everyone else um that kind Mm -hmm. of is an issue you could finish most of the matches just playing as the one character the other ones are kind of there to chump hits and you know position the enemies a little better for you but like i don't know like i i kind of like that a little bit i I think Wargroove has done it better than anything else where it's such a risk reward by you bring your commander in there. If they get killed, you just, that's it. You're, yeah. you, you lose. Um, and they're a lot stronger, but they're still not invincible. Um, like you can get yourself into trouble fast. Um, like I, I don't mind the idea of stronger units, but they, they have to be balanced pretty well for it to not just feel mindless. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I still like I still reflect so highly on Into the Breach and just like some of the innovation oh, that yeah. they did in that game. Um this game isn't reinventing the wheel in a lot of ways, but it is perfecting that formula in a lot of ways. Um and the and the obviously the political intrigue and the drama in the story is a big draw. And once I was yeah. in the mood for that, I was really on board with it. So um Josh, I think you will like this game when you sit down to play it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I, make the time for it at some point. There's been yeah, jeez, this year, this year so mm. far, is this this is stupid. This is stupid. We're halfway through April and just or two thirds of the way through. Yeah. <sighs> no, but like there's there's still so much stuff coming out. Um, speaking of which, there have been games that I've been watching since beta that are finally coming out of early access that I'm excited for um, with uh, Teardown just came out of early access and I know Rich played a lot of that mm. uh, I don't know about a lot of that on but played some of that on stream um, so we're, we're looking forward to that just some some fun wrecking shit um, as, as well as uh, uh, Hardspace uh, Shipbreaker Mm, yeah, you were mentioning those in the WhatsApp this morning. Yeah, which which the the other one is a like a space salvaging simulator um, where you're tearing apart different ships for scrap, mm. um, and you know trying to pay off your debt to the company, uh, which is just you know great theming and really fun. Um, there's, yeah, there's more stuff that I already know I like coming out really soon because i i loved it in early access and they've added more and more stuff and yeah I, i've been waiting to sink some more time into that because they you know they started adding in some like more more fleshed out campaign features mm. in that one that uh as soon as they started adding that i'm like okay i'm out i, I, I want to see the whole thing once it's put together completely um right but just mechanically i already know i love it so right yeah yeah this 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 is so much so much great stuff in the last little bit uh yeah exactly uh yeah this year's been great for gaming but you actually haven't been playing new games you've been playing (laughs) final fantasy 14 
<laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's still been my comfort game this year. Um Yeah, I I I've I've gone back to that. I played some of that forever ago. Um just on there, you know, you can play up to level fifty on a free account type thing. Um got into that, played with, you know, a couple friends for, for a while, but never really dove into it past that until this last December figured I'd new expansion coming out. Let's, let's get into an MMO and, uh, do nothing else for the next five years. Um, sort of a situation. And, uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot more of that this, this last little bit. Um, they had a, uh, a, Point one uh, patch for the last expansion that just came out a couple weeks ago with uh, a lot of times those sort of, you know, we're not giving you a bunch of content patches, but like in between sort of things, there's, you know, it's, okay, let's, let's go back and fix some problems that we've had, you know, kind of on the back burner for a long time. And this one has, was a, this has been a big patch for that. Um, fixing a lot of stuff going back and, um, making the new game experience more user friendly. Um, stuff like uh, a lot of the earlier dungeons would have cutscenes in the middle and whatnot. Which, hey, that's fine. Your first time through, you, you know, you've seen the story and whatnot. But anytime you're running that with anyone else, you get to the middle of it and they're sitting there while you watch a cutscene like this. They they created a problem that, you know, everyone else had to then put up with for forever. And then they kind of, what they ended up doing was a, a reworking those dungeons a little bit to make them not so face rolly, which they had become uh, right. over the years because everyone had done them so just thousands of times. Um, so, you know, reworked the fights so they're actually interesting. And mm. then uh, on top of that, split them up into like the big cutscene chunks. So you'll you'll have, you know, cutscene before cutscene after but then instead of it being one long dungeon it's like split into two or three parts so like okay you're doing this part and no one has to sit around while you watch the cutscenes in the middle of a dungeon like a bunch of little quality of life things like that got tweaked uh in this last patch which has been great they they had those those are the bosses the 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 read works on those bosses are some really fun bosses that are now early game Mm. you know some of the not not early early game but you know new for a new player they're they're pretty early game and you're you're seeing some cool mechanics which is neat like that's it's always hard trying to get somebody into an MMO if uh you know what it could be and then you get them in there like collect 805 wolf pelts um yeah yeah trying trying to get around that um and they've been doing a good job of 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 you know ironing that out uh and this yeah this, this last pa- last patch has been really good for that um that, that's good i like i think back to our our earlier conversation though where it's like we we're talking about those cutscenes that people are watching what if that those were ads instead <laughs> right well i mean they more or less are because the the kind of well whatever Every, everyone who's been doing these things for so long 
you have something on your second screen. Like, okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna get in here. I know that I've got five minutes before I can get back into doing anything else in this dungeon. <laughs> let's, right. Yeah. Let's turn on something else. Watch that until uh, until the cutscene's done playing. Um. So yeah, like I'm kind of used to that. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it's, it does it doesn't sound that horrible. I'm I'm used to it from from these dungeons that we've all been forced to you know to do for the new players over and over again because it's the only feasible solution with the systems we put in place to begin with. But anyway, yeah, Yeah. big improvements, big improvements, this patch for, for making that all more streamlined. They also added in, um, this is something they did later on with, uh, like AI party members that will run Mm. dungeons with you. They added that into the early game stuff as well. So if you're, you know, just someone who'd really, doesn't like playing with other people or whatever else you can mm. still ha- have the like they've, they've got all the main story uh dungeons and stuff in there that you can run with ai part with ai part bleh, fuck ai <laughs> party members i don't know why that was hard to say i thought you were um, trying to say ai particles and i was like i don't know what the fucking ai particle no, is no but, but yeah just just making that a little bit easier especially for you know if that's I know. I, I know a lot of the times I'm just not in the mood to put up with anybody else, even if it's something stupid. Like, right. whatever. It's not like it's a high stakes social interaction, but sometimes I'm just like, no, I just want to veg out and like if I just want to stop in the middle of a dungeon, the AI will sit there and patiently wait while I go to the bathroom and come back. Um, that's nice. It's nice to just have those options. Um Yeah. So I, I like I imagine it'd probably be even better too if like you're playing with like wireless headphones, Bluetooth to your console or your PC. That way, if it's something important, you can like go take a shit and still listen to it and yeah. then come back to it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's that's been fun this last week. I've been enjoying I guess more than a week at this point since that patch came out, but they've all been good changes. I I played way too much of it yesterday because I was sick i got some sort of stomach bug and mm. was just in a lot of pain like couldn't go to sleep because anytime i'd lay back down I'm like oh no congratulations you need to go shit again um sort of a stomach bug so this is the shit that never exactly ends. so it, it just wasn't worth my time doing that. my friends so instead of that i just you know sat and played some final fantasy 14 all night between running to the bathroom um yeah yeah trying leveling up a new character or not a new character but a new class learning 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 some new uh anyway new mechanics yeah that's that's good i'm glad you're still like you're still finding value and enjoyment of the game yeah even whenever i'm you know just miserable and sitting there <laughs> hugging a pillow trying I will to not be deterred <laughs> yeah i love that i love that so much yeah I uh I have nothing to mention about this other than like I I finally was getting back in Horizon Forbidden West last night a little mm. bit after after um finishing my time with Triangle Strategy and I didn't get very far into playing it because I fell asleep because it was too late to be playing but I I woke up I don't know how much how much how many minutes later because I was I was also watching the most recent episode of Good Mythical Morning on mm-hmm. my phone on the side while I was playing I was kind of just glancing over at it. And I woke up and the video had ended. I think there's like three or four minutes left. 
and a- I'm I'm having Aloy just run into the wall. Like I'm, my thumb yeah. is still holding her run into the wall while she's being attacked by something. And I woke up. I was like, what "The fuck is going on?" Yeah, yeah. Um, but I- I'm excited. Every now and then that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta happen. Mm-hmm. We're old, but no, uh, I'm excited to get more into that game as well. Um, I've been I- I've been honestly eager to get back and complete that game. So been wanting yeah. to see it see it end and then i actually got to go play some elden ring after that yeah yeah we'll see if any of those patches do anything for the pc performance it might be one of those lost cause situations for that might have to wait for six months to a year well i mean the issue is it's been garbage on every other platform as well because they just it can run well on the other systems because since they don't have to deal with DirectX 12 just not working mm. on PC because they didn't put the time into, you know, pre-baking all those shaders. Right. Um, like, it could work better on the PS5. It just doesn't. So, like, it's it's an issue on everything currently, which... Like it's gotten it's gotten better looking on the on those consoles faster than the PC version, which is still, yeah, it's a little yeah. bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll see, we'll see. I'm I'm excited to play that game. Um, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But it's gonna be a while because I know Forbidden West is another long game, so I gotta buckle in for that. Mm-hmm. It's the year of long games, dude, and we're just gonna have to accept that. Oh, I know. There's there's so many long games. Um, like I, I need to get around a triangle strategy. I know that's going to be long. I've got two Horizon games. I'm about halfway through the first one because the I wanted to restart one, yeah. that. So halfway done with that before I get into the other one, which I know is also going to be fairly, I mean, not super long, like not, not triangle strategy long, but, you know, a yeah. little bit of time. And then now that it's been updated and patched, you got to finally finish and complete Cyberpunk 2077. Oh my god. <laughs> I know how much you've been itching to play that game again. <sighs> I am morbidly curious, once they say it's done, to know what it's like. Because, yeah. I mean, frankly, their other games are all pretty buggy by the time they were done as well, but they weren't a complete shit show, so it was, you know, something you put up with. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what state they're at now. I'm I'm curious if they're at, at you know a similar sort of state where oh this like is buggy the, but the it's beta charming. Of the game. Um, yeah. whereas the other one was not a charming version of buggy. Um, I I will probably get it updated and play it probably this week because I have some free time this week. I have hmm. a lot more free time than usual this week, so I'll probably boot it up and play it, and I'll I'll let you guys know. There you go. Uh, yeah. Let's go on break real quick, actually, because we we have some polls to do on the back end of the show, and uh, yeah. All right. All right, we'll be right back, guys. Good people of the Earth, if you're here listening to the Chompcast, I want to say a big thank you. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the Chompcast isn't the only podcast that we do. That's right! We have Evoking the Sublime, where Shay interviews game developers about the creation of their games. We also have Chomping After Dark, the podcast where we deep dive into the story of video games, as well as the occasional TV show and movie. 
And lastly, our newest podcast, Chomping at the Bits, went live just a few months ago, where myself and some friends break down the historical relevance of popular video games over the years. We have tons of content, and we'd love for you to check it out and let us know what you think. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts, or over at the Sword Chomp website. Now, if you ladies are done gabbing, I have some shit to do. Hey everyone, we are back and we are gonna do some polls. We brought poll week back finally. Usually it's every Tuesday at the Sword Chomp Instagram. I did it on Thursday today because I was a lazy boy, but I got it up. And that's what she said. Um, anyways, let's do some polls. So the first poll this week, GBA games are coming to Switch Online per some leaks. Uh, depending on the price of this, are you enticed? And uh, 63% of people said sign me up, and 37% of people said I ain't paying for that. Josh, where do you sit with that? Like, GBA games are... GBA and GBA games are presumably going to be added per this leak onto the Nintendo Online platform. I mean, I imagine just getting added to everything else already on there, so you're not really paying any extra if you're already paying for the other stuff, which, if you're getting any of those expansions, is worth it at this point. Um, so this is just, this is just extra. Um, you don't think that they'll raise prices again to accommodate this? Uh, no, not not at the moment. They just had their whole. It's not been that long since the you know the the most recent change. Um, unless unless this is farther out than we're thinking. Um, yeah. Then the, there could be a you know price increase to go with it because it's still pretty cheap compared to everything else by a, by a good chunk. That's true. Um, that is a good point. That said, I still kind of wish you could just buy these things a la carte to have them for the sake of having them. Yep. Um. Yeah. Like, I, I, I liked that about the Wii U, just being able to stick games on there, buy them, have them on the, on the system. Yeah, for real, dude. It'd, be, yeah. it'd fit this system even better than that one. But, uh, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a great point. I wish, I wish that, um, you know, there, there are certain Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games that I have a ton of nostalgia for, and depending mm-hmm. on which ones they put on, I might be enticed to get the service again, because I'm, I'm not using the Nintendo online service anymore, but depending on the games that they get on there, I definitely will be interested. Yeah, yeah. Um, GBA had so much good stuff on there that, like, yeah, it, it'd be it'd be cool to see what they uh, what manages to uh, to make it make the cut there. Um, but I'd be willing to see quite a few of them on the Switch. It'd be great fits. Um, you know, just being. Designed for a portable system to begin with, which, uh, mm. you know, because of the, you know, save states and whatnot that they've added to the other stuff, 
they work fine on there, but they weren't originally designed with that in mind. Whereas a lot of these other GBA games were kind of meant to be played that, you know, short play session sort of a style to begin with. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of, I, I guess, as we get more detail, because right now it's just a leak, so it's not even like 100% confirmed yet, but as the details come out, that's really going to dictate, I think, people's interests. Yeah. Interest in this, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, next poll, who managed to get their hands on one of these bad boys? And it's showing the Steam Deck. Uh, you know it or nope? Seven percent of people said you know it, and uh, the rest more than which I expected. Ninety-three percent of people said nope. Seven percent's not bad. <laughs> no, it's really not at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So our our part-time correspondent Ray ended up getting one, and he was really high on it. Um, at first, and then he got his wouldn't turn on anymore you know and so um he's fortunately getting a new replacement one at some point but yeah i i I was surprised i kind of want to get one now but i also know it's going to be really fucking hard to get one i mean i don't know what the process is for japan but it's pretty simple to get one you put your name on the list and when it comes up you buy it I think it's a little bit harder to get in Japan, to be honest with you, okay. for some reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what their solution is for outside the country orders, because mm. I know it was not as straightforward, but yeah. Their, their sign-up system was infinitely better than anything else going on at the time for all the other console launches, which were just a clusterfuck. Um, yeah, just having a sign-up system, like pay five bucks to get your place in line secured and then buy it when it's your turn um i kind of intentionally didn't get part of this first run when i was signing up for it just because i didn't want to a lose my place in line or b be a beta tester um which since this is kind of one of their more ambitious hardware projects I, i figured you know give it give it a little time which, yeah, it does, it does look great. Um, I am looking forward to my, uh, my number coming up, but uh, I, I can wait for a little bit. Mm. Give it a little time. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, like, that's always been my, my motto with consoles is wait till they work out the kinks, always. And this is, yeah. this is very much the same. I still want one, but I can also be patient. Mm-hmm occasionally the first model is just better than the others because after the fact they just use cheaper parts but that's like a very rare thing that like the first run is the good run that frankly almost never happens anymore but occasionally that used to be the case with like some of the older consoles where like as they went they'd get cheaper and cheaper parts um oddly enough the ps5 seems to kind of be that way where the first model has it's not even all of them because they had such a hard time sourcing parts at the beginning Mm -hmm. that sometimes depending on which parts came from where you'd get better or worse quality 
Mm. Um, whereas it seems like moving forward, it's been all the worst quality stuff. Yeah. Um, because that was the cheaper stuff to make in the first place. Um, with the exception that they seem to have worked out quite a few controller bugs and their, their newer controllers are significantly better than the original run, which, yeah, that was a buggy controller. Um, I know a lot of people lost their damn minds because of the Nintendo Switch rumble that they forgot existed on the Nintendo Switch. Um, yep. But yeah, yeah, it's got a really good weight to it, though. So I understand that getting getting the Switch rumble on a, you know, controller that has some good heft to it instead of the Joy-Con does an awful lot to a brain. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. That good yes. crack. I, I, I hope that, yeah, the, the initial kinks of this system are worked, worked out because I think I still think it's a brilliant concept. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I do want to get my hands on one at some point, though. But I, like you, I'm patient and I'll wait. Um, yep. So that Chrono Cross remaster, are you getting it slash already gotten it or not interested? Uh, 32, uh, 32% of people said they plan to soar the skies. And 40, or excuse me, uh, 68% said not for me. Are you interested in the Chrono Cross remaster, Josh, or not so much? Yeah, I bought it just to kind of see what's going on. From everything I've seen, it's a garbage um, emulation job that they mm. did there that happens to be running inside a, you know, another wrapper that lets them add on some of the nicer upgrades, like the new character portraits and whatnot, um, which is frustrating. Um, plus side, it seems like they're using, uh, there was a lot of back and forth, like, oh, are they going to have reorchestrated music? Are they going to have options to toggle between it? And then it gets there and like, oh, there's no option to toggle between it. Uh, it seems like the solution they landed on was basically the original soundtrack, but not compressed all to hell because it was all sample based before, but kind of overly compressed samples yeah and so it's like uh, basically the exact same soundtrack but smoother like some of the Mm. a lot of the artifacts that you know weren't intended parts of the music before have been ironed out which i think is a good way to do that honestly uh as far as uh if you're gonna upgrade it they're not upgrade it but like you know just just Work out some of the kinks. Um, that's that's a good way to do that. Whereas yeah. something like these, the Final Fantasy V and VI ones, have fully reorchestrated soundtracks, which is really cool because those songs are excellent. It's so cool hearing them fully orchestrated. But also, those are some of the best chiptune soundtracks of all time, and they no longer are in the games. Like, how do you fuck up that badly right uh to not have both uh and i think that's what people were worried about coming into this and it's kind of a weird middle ground that we've not really seen before just a cleaned up version of the original soundtrack Mm. um which is cool i i I like that as far as options that i hadn't really thought about before um 
not their not their best work. It's not their worst work as far as their remasters have gone. It, it's fuck those those remasters have been such a mixed bag. Yeah, um, yeah, they've now. been really hit or miss in terms of quality. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, I I never got to play all the way through mm-hmm. the original one, so I like I'm still interested in playing this one. You know. Yeah, I think the coolest thing about this, like I, I mentioned a few weeks ago, was that they they were tacking on the um, radical dreamers. That doesn't sound mm. right. I'm sure it's right, but no, that is right. That is right. Um, can't remember if it was radical, radical or dreamers Radiant. edition. Radical dreamers. Radical dreamers was a visual novel that was tacked on originally to Chrono Trigger, but on their I can't remember what it was called, but like the CD attachment that was only out in Japan for the mm, Super Nintendo. Right. Um, basically existed for nobody at the time because it didn't even have a big install base in Japan and then never got any sort of localization support. So that's mm. the most interesting thing about it to me is finally having that localized officially instead of having to go through, you know, get a fan patch and try to try to get that thing all put together nicely to run, mm. to, to, to emulate it, which again, I've talked about this before until they released this, that's the way to do it. And it's morally a okay to do that. Cause they gave you no options until now. Um, right. If you did that, liked it, this might be an option for you to like, okay, all right, that's cool. They're, they, they let me buy it finally. Um, mm. So that's that's kind of the the big plus that I saw to this going into it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, like the thing is, it's never a bad thing to introduce old old classic fun games to new audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that that this is more targeted to towards the older audiences than the newer audience, much more so. But you always hope that there is a small selection of people that pick this game up out of interest and they play it and they're like, wow, this is actually really fun. I, I, I want to know more about the series. And you yeah. hope that it generates um, something new and exciting. Like, for, for example, when Saga Frontier, the remaster was dropped last year, um, and I got really excited about that, it turns out that they're going to be working on more Saga stuff, which is really exciting. Yeah. You know? Um, you always hope for something like that. And you hope it's not just kind of like a money grab, which I'm sure sometimes it is. But for the most part, I think they probably do it out of the labor of love slash trying to get new audiences in as well. Yeah, yeah. This Chrono Cross seems to have been kind of a cult classic to begin with. It just right. never, never seemed to really grab a huge number of people even in its, you know, heyday, even, even though it, you know, got the uh, greatest hits version or whatever, but basically all PS1 games got that, whether or not they sold super well to begin with. The only reason they wouldn't get that is if, you know, they still had the original run knocking around in stores. There was no reason to print more copies of it. Right. Um, so, you know, it sold well-ish. Just mm. good word of mouth. But uh, yeah, like like you said, it's always 
I don't know about always, because again, kind of like I was saying before, some of these remastered versions are just frustratingly missing things that were so important to to what made them special. Uh, mm. This this seems like a more faithful reimagining, although again. kind of a half-assed AI upscaled type of a transition to like, hey, let's make it HD when there's no reason to mm. with, you know, with pre-rendered backgrounds. Just, just leave it be. Um, I don't know. I'm a weirdo like that. I always like just seeing the original game basically as is um, with, you know, like we mentioned before, some of the some of the quality of life things like save states or whatever else to make it you know, maybe a fast forward stuff, stuff that's common on emulators, stuff that's just mm. good to have on everything, especially on older games, uh, just to modernize them without going in. They're obviously not part of the original experience. So it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I feel like we've gone around in circles on this over the last few weeks, as far as companies, really fucking missing the mark when we've been emulating for so long at this point you should know what people want because we keep making it for ourselves when you don't <laughs> give it to us like how right. how have you not noticed what anyone else is doing to get the experience we want out of these old games um and it yeah. seems like here and there they'll learn something and we'll get minor improvements and then they're like, ah, good enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, it's Close so frustrating. Enough. It's so frustrating seeing some of these things just almost get it. It's, it's like when, when you want a nice Belgian waffle with some fresh fruit on top and some great syrup, and you tell, you tell the restaurant that, and they bring out a pancake with fresh fruit. And you're like, you know, it still tastes good, mm -hmm. but you wanted the Belgian waffle, and the and the restaurant's like, ah, close enough. Yeah. Tastes the same, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Now I want a Belgian waffle. Me too. That does, that does sound nice. Actually, yeah. I, I, I'm not a big fruit and waffles guy. I, I, that sounds, really? No, no. I'm, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, like a hearty waffles type of guy, like maple syrup and, and some sort of. Sausage, sausage or bacon on there mm. that's that, that that's more my speed or i like or that a, a good i can't do this this is so sad my my daughter is allergic to tree nuts and peanuts um so we can't have any of those in the house anymore but uh ah. a good waffle with instead of butter in there you get peanut butter and just fill every single one of those holes yeah every little crevice with peanut butter and then, and then get the maple syrup on top of that. That's that's where it's at. A good peanut butter and maple. Yes, waffle. that that does sound great. What if? What about meeting in the middle and like making dragon fruit waffles? That's all right. Eh. I I just saw a recipe that I think I'm gonna have to try. For pink dragon fruit chocolate chip waffles. I think I need this. 
I guess it's pink dragon fruit, so that's a little bit on the sweeter side. I you can't get at least where I live, you can't get pink dragon fruit. You can only get the white one. The white is so much better. I like white. It's it's less really? sweet. You like the white better. I like the white because it's 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 like a it's like a weird sort of somewhere between watermelon and rhubarb flavor to it. Um, that is true. That is a great and, point. Yeah, I do yeah. love white. I do like white um, dragon fruit very much. I mean, that's the only one we can get here. But yeah, the other one's just more kind of generic tropical sweet. Not that it's bad. It's just uh, yeah. I, I generally go for the white dragon fruit. Hmm. I'm I'm a little bit surprised by that, to be honest. With you. Not a lot, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Man, I want rhubarb pie now that we've been talking about that. That's that uh, sounds good. That sounds dude, just really all good. the fruit shit sounds really good right mm-hmm. now for me. Um, yeah, I always like fruit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last poll that we did, <laughs> we keep getting distracted. That's what I love. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um. Dwayne Johnson's production company is working on an It Takes Two movie. Uh, will you see it? 54% of people said, I'm intrigued, and 46% of people said, but why? I agree with both those things. Yeah, I kind of I am too. Even yeah. though <laughs> it's like, it's like, but why would you do that? I mean, the, the game is essentially like an interactive movie to some degree, but also, yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. yeah. No, I need to experience that, but also, I kind of just want to go play the game again. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, the game is longer, so if, you, if you're like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, if you're looking to re-experience that, maybe the movie is the shorter version of that. Maybe they'll finally flesh out exactly how your daughter got into witchcraft. Um, that would be that would be useful. And, and trap you inside of dolls. Apparently, he's gonna star in the movie too, uh, reportedly. So maybe he would be the daughter. Hmm. He could pull that off. <laughs> I, I don't know if he has the range for that. Is the problem? Uh. He's not a very ranged actor. But yeah, I don't know. I I mean, like, I think that the the groundwork is there for the movie to be like a like a smashing success because so much of that groundwork has been laid or lain rather, um, or is it laid? I don't know. I always mix those two up. Um, has been created in the game that <laughs> I mean, if you do a pretty close translation to what the game is, obviously an abridged version of it you're going to have a great story because that's such a big reason why it's not the only reason, obviously the gameplay is such a big factor that, but the story is also like something that our generation can relate to. And so if you, if you make the story at all close to what that is, I think you have a success. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think there's something there to translate. I just, Yeah, it's 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 kind of a hard thing because they, not that the characters are 
don't have their own personality. Like there's there's definitely a one thing that I like um going through that is whoever you pick, um, they do a fairly good job of making sure that for the most part you're you're gonna agree with the other character on certain things, on like certain mm. issues. It's not like a a lot of times this is kind of an issue in a lot of like rom com type stuff where Really, it's one person who's just a piece of shit in the relationship, and and you know how are we going to go about fixing this one person? Um, and I do like you know the groundwork laid so far with the story that's there, as far as making it a little bit more complex. Right. Um, there's some generic type, you know, oh you work too much, like oh you don't care about what I do at home type conflicts that are. Like, okay, like, I get it, it's universal, it's like, but feel a little bit, eh. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're saying, I know what you're saying, um, and, like, the thing is, like, track record for video games turned into movies is not that inspiring, I would say. Yeah, I'm I'm more worried about, like, the, those, those somewhat stereotypical, you know, plot threads whatever they're they're in there with all well, you know a lot of other really good stuff mm. they're easily ignorable especially in a game right depending on what they focus on translating this to a to a movie um there's a version of this script that only focuses on just the most stereotypical boring crap um the you know I think I, I think that's a real possibility. I think the possibility is that like this movie drops and it is kind of like a generic version of what the story is and there are a lot of people that watch it and they're like, This is really good and nobody know like those people don't know it was originally a game. Yeah. You know? I could see that. Mm-hmm. You know. Like middle aged mothers watching this big <laughs> this, this is great. Oh fuck. I love this story, and they don't even know it's from a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean that's it. That's the polls. I mean, yeah. pretty easy ones this week. Um, I I figured that uh, that was a good way to ease us back in. But yeah, if you want to vote on those every Tuesday at the Sorchom Instagram, they will be up there. Um, I will get back on track with my scheduling of that. Um. So I want to say thank you to everyone who voted on them this week and allowed us to have some funny and interesting conversations. But uh, we're going <laughs> to yeah. get out of here now. It's, it's time for us to go. I, I know. Don't, don't be too sad, though. We'll be back next week. We're going to be back next week. So you just got to chill until then, you know, relax. Do whatever it is you do normally. But um, I do want to say before we go that if you're interested in more content from us, uh, first off, be on the lookout on this feed. You'll probably have already heard it by then. Rich will have some content from PAX East going up. Uh, we're going to be putting it on the main feed. So if you're hearing this, you're probably going to be hearing this podcast a little bit later than usual as uh, we're going to try and like span that out a little bit. So that way you can absorb all the information that Rich and Ray are going to be bringing. But um, if you want more podcast content head over to swordchomp.com where we have three different podcasts we have evoking the sublime where i interview game developers composers and other people in the medium to talk about the creation and history of a video game 
Uh, it's pretty cool. I interview them, and it's always good times. We have um, Chomping at the Bits, where Rich deep dives into the history of a game and its relevance uh, to gaming as a whole with his buddies Ray um, and Eric. So you can check that out. We also have Chomping After Dark, where we do... It's essentially a spoiler cast, where we spoil video games, the occasional movie, TV show, and other things of that nature. We have a new episode going up very soon. By the time you hear this, it's probably going to be available for the patrons, and uh, it'll be going up on your feed here shortly. So check that out. Um, We also have an article section where we talk about reviews and other think pieces, and apparently this year, Josh and I both decided to get a walkthrough up of some sort, um, which is kind of weird because we've never just shown interest in this and both you and i decided this was the year we were going to get something like that up so uh, mm-hmm. josh you just got up a out of, out of all the people here you got up a new article what did you get up um i over the i mean not the most recent but the last few weeks um decided that uh i wanted to find out basically all the secrets in tunic uh, including figuring out the language in the uh, in the game, um, and translating everything I could find, uh, which included a lot, lots of text in the manual. Which I, since I'd already done, you know, a decent amount of that work at that point, decided to compile into a translated manual for that game, um, to uh, get you you know, a head start on, uh, on finding a lot of those speak secrets. If you have, uh, you know, already made your way through the game and are trying to figure out what, what to do next. Cause there's, mm. there's a, uh, kind of a main path through the game that you can figure out through, uh, you know, in, intuiting it from, keywords and you know items and what you kind of know from games before and little illustrations in the manual they give you lots of hints that you don't need to be able to read to get um i I mentioned this you know a few weeks ago when we were talking about it about how the game really kind of leans into that feeling of oh you're playing your older brother's game that you know Mm. he, he played before or whatever he has little handwritten notes in the manual and whatnot um but but you can't read um that that sort of feeling um but uh anyway yeah translated that whole manual and uh, that is up on swordchomp.com um if you uh, if you need help looking uh looking for secrets in that game that might be yeah, a, a I, place to look i can't believe you went through all of that um it's very impressive it's very extensive um you worked really hard on it, so even if you're not like really into the game, it's the way it's presented on there um, on the site is very visually easy to see the like the amount of work and time that he put into it. So definitely check that out if you are um, if you are at all curious. But I mean that is a great location to see that stuff um, and basically all the other ramblings that come from from us, you know, essentially. But um, yeah, head over there and check that out. 
Um, we also have a merchandising section where if you are interested in wearing some of our stuff, um, you can head over to store.storechomp.com, follow the links, and you will be led to um, you will be led to a section where you can buy clothes and other things with our logo and other various designs on there. And if you end up buying anything, shoot us a message with a picture, and we will um, throw it up on our social media because we really like having that stuff up there. So. Um, check that out. And last but not least, uh, as we talked about our advertising earlier in the show, um, if you are interested in getting more content from us, head over to patreon.com slash where you get access to wonderful tiers and you are rewarded for uh, monetarily supporting us. And because we are a completely listener funded show, we rely on that funding in order to make all the content that we do. So, um, if you're interested in that head over there and uh check us out but that's gonna do it for today um i want to say thank you to you for checking out the show i want to say thank you to josh for um hanging out with me and talking about video games despite um rich not being here i know it can be difficult sometimes to want to <laughs> be here with little old me but i appreciate you you doing it anyways so um yeah Appreciate it, man. Uh, so we will be back next week with another exciting, wonderful episode of the Chopcast, and we will get to hear about Rich's adventures in um, in Pax East. I'm excited about that. So take care and uh, be well out there. See you.